Hey everyone, Frosty here. If you're enjoying the shows and you have the means, consider helping us out on Patreon. Being a member not only helps out the show, but depending on the subscription tier, you'll automatically be sent out mugs, sweaters, and much more. A little bit goes a long way and helps keep the show running. All you have to do is go to the Patreon site and look up Mog Talk, or just click on the link in the description. Thanks! Welcome everybody to Mog Talk. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from Savage Rating and Chuckabo Racing. Uh, but today, we're going to be talking about something that uh, kind of surprised us a bit over at the JP FanFest, which was Solution 9. This new area, <laughs> this new concept of what we're going to experience within this, uh, within this whole expansion, but like... Uh, Solution 9 isn't even the name, right? It's just like, it's just the, I, what they were telling us it, I don't know. What was Solution 9 it again? Looks like, it looks, it looks like it might be the real name. The name yeah. of the area? The, is the name of the city. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. There's okay. like a, there's like a sign. <laughs> there's a sign that's a Solution 9. Yeah. yeah there's there like is. two signs. Yep. Okay. 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 Well, there's been a lot of conversation that has come up over the week uh, because of this introduction to this new zone, this new area. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about it a lot and anything that's kind of related about it. Uh, we didn't know exactly how we we're going to do this show, but we'll get inside in a moment. First, I want all the guests to introduce themselves so you know who is here and kind of what they're all about. So, Moose, could you uh, start us off and tell everybody who you are? Sure, I can try. Okay. Um... I'm Anani Moose, and I am known for nothing in particular, just a little bit of everything. Like, I lurked around the forums forever. I did some writing and interview work with Gamer Escape for a while. I uh, helped edit the lore book that one time, two, two times now. And mostly I'm just old. Mostly I'm just old. I've just been here forever. That's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you've been on a lot of Mog Talks. Uh, and I've been on a lot of Mog Talks. I've been on a lot of Mog Talks recently. Uh, Lots of lore conversations, and we're finally kicking it back up here in the new year. Fairly exciting way to do it, too, I think. Now, we have two first-time guests. I'd like them to introduce themselves as well. Crow, could you tell everybody who you are? Hello, everyone. I am Crow Toen, also known as the streamer behind the Eslam Collate. And I have been playing Final Fantasy for eight years now. Wow. I don't like saying it out loud. It's very awkward, because then you're just like... You have to start thinking about the timeline. You're like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. But yes, yours ain't that bad, playing. man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the crazy part, right? It's like, I've been playing eight years. Oh, yeah? What about 1.0? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't do 1.0. So there's uh, still more time attached to this game. It's, it's awesome. But yeah, been there, been able to engage with the community, been able to go to FanFest. I was part of what you may have known as Etherflow Media back in the day. Um, we started, it was a magazine uh, that covered a bunch of different topics, and they asked me to do lore writing for them. So I got to publish a couple articles. I got to do an interview there. Uh, and my you know, claim to fame I like to throw out there all the time is when I was at FanFest in 2018, you may have seen me on stage or get called to uh, put some fish lore, and I, I was the Spikes on Spikes guy. Uh, that was... <laughs> 
uh, the, the person that suggested putting spikes on the vegetarian and is now part of that in the game. <laughs> and you can catch it if you want. You can put it on your wall if you want. Super awesome if you do, because you know we all appreciate vegetarian catchers here. Okay. But yeah, that's yeah, just been in and out and kind of been able to talk lore with a bunch of awesome content creators, uh, yourselves. You know, been able to uh, go and visit a bunch of different programs and stuff like that, and just really enjoy the the fandom and especially the lore behind the game so okay. thanks for having me on absolutely i'm excited for it i'm excited for it yeah moose said that uh, you guys uh talk shit to each other every once in a while so <laughs> I, I figured you'd be yeah. good to bring on here uh, all right am you want to introduce yourself sure uh i am emma Naram, but everyone just calls me M. uh if y'all hang out around mog talk at all you've probably seen me raiding here for the past six months sorry to put a number to it frosty <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> um, i was in the top group uh we cleared a few months ago uh, but i am also a cosplayer who focuses on Final Fantasy cosplays, particularly Final Fantasy XIV, and if you want to get more specific, Asians. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got some yeah. favorites. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I guess most relevant today is I am a lore conspiracy theorist. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I love Final Fantasy IX. It's my favorite next to fourteen. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. You know, uh, the, again, the goal was to let you come on this show, vent out as many lore things as you can, and so it will reduce the amount that we're hearing in the middle of Ray. And so it this is a good raid leader to say. Raid, unless you insist I talk about it, and then I'm the person who has to shut myself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, all right. So that being said, uh, you know, usually we come on here and we just kind of bullshit. That's what mock talk is. Uh, we just talk and we just say whatever about the topics. We just try to go over it in like a natural conversation. We're going to do a little bit of that still. But Moose also have a lot, has a whole bunch of slides and sort of a semi-presentation. Uh, so we have a mild format to how we're doing today's show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let M, or not M, sorry, <laughs> Moose start mm -hmm. uh, uh, us off with everything, I guess. I can sure try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I had no real clue what we were doing. So my my first gut instinct was to pull one of the PowerPoints that I build and never let anybody see out. <laughs> and we could go over kind of all of the stuff we know in case nobody's really followed the discussion on what's been revealed and what we know about it and the little things we've noticed. And then we'll once we get to the end of the the knowns, I'll kick it over to everybody, and we'll just talk about whatever we think it might all mean. Okay. Can we pull up the first slide? Yeah, sure. Okay. Let me let me know when it's up. Let me know when we're it's ready to up. go. And I will try to get through it as quick as possible. It's up. Okay. Yep. And how fast can you flick through it? If I'm just like slide two, please. Are you on it? <laughs> on it. Immediate. Cool. Okay. <laughs> So first slide, this is our, our new world map. Um, the new world is included. We're going to start calling it Tyrol because we don't want to be like Eorzea-centric, self as normative, yeah. culturally inappropriate, right? We're going to call it Tyrol. Mm -hmm. So look at, at the north Tyrol there, and you can see Shock Tyrol, which I assume means north Tyrol. I can't prove that, but I'm assuming. Uh, and then let's go to slide two, Enhance. Got it. Are we there? Okay. Zoom okay. In. So this is this is our topic for today. This is is solution nine. Um, and it looks like we have 
maybe a tower and maybe some maybe some like purple bubbles and it looks like it's surrounded by clouds and there's like yeah. almost some like mountains or rocks around it almost like it like wasn't always there mm-hmm. i don't i don't know maybe that should, maybe there were always <laughs> mountains there maybe it hit the ground maybe it came out of the ground um is that lavos maybe it's all natural Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe lava okay slide three slide three. Oh, and i'm sorry for everyone that's listening to this audio only you're missing out a little bit but uh moose is doing pretty good with description so uh slide <laughs> oh, three is up i don't think there's i don't think there's anything that i will say that they couldn't look up if they wanted to see it i didn't do anything right. too cr- there's maybe okay. like one or two things okay nothing okay. They'll, they'll be able to find it all it's okay. all press releases so this third one may or may not be relevant. I want to start off with that. I just didn't want to leave it out. Fair. So this is Shaloani, one of the one of the new areas. And Yoshi P blocked out most of the sky as like a big secret. Um, he said that he wanted you to see what the secret was for the first time in the game. So I'm not confident that Solution 9 is actually what's behind that at all. But if you look at it, I mean, it looks like there might be some purple. It looks like there might be some clouds. It looks like there might be a train. I just didn't want to leave it out. But there should be one more zone between those two, even if we don't go there. Because, like, there's Shalowani, and then there's, like, Yasulani. Or I'm mispronouncing the first one, but whatever. (laughs) So it may not be relevant at all. Okay. Slide four, please. Done. All right, so this is Heritage Found, whose name is probably hella important. Um, <laughs> notice what appears to be the tower in the background. That that may be the tower in our map there. We got a train going through there. It's possibly the one to, to Yasulani and beyond. beyond. But um, yeah, you can see a big kind of a big cultural divide in the construction here. Uh, that's probably going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Slide five, please. Got it. All right, here we see a, f- a fortress-like wall. Um, Yoshi P compared it to Garlemald, saying it was similar, but not. Is that a hint? I don't know. I noticed that like in the <laughs> in the lower left, there are some assets that look a little bit like the road at the start of Castra Meridianum. Uh, but assets are made into other assets all the time, and I wouldn't take it too seriously either way. Yeah. I don't know. Slide six, please. Done. Here's the other side of the wall, looking at the outside of it. And it looks like these are kind of the same constructions as we would see in Heritage Found. Uh, I noticed that the Aetherite there is not the type we see in Solution 9. It's the one we see in the other, uh, other zones of kind of where we're going in the main area of the game. So it looks like this may be related to the main culture and not the Solution 9 culture. But notice also that the the high-tech stuff seems to be integrated right into the low-tech stuff. This is not a rigid boundary. So we're going to have to try to figure out what that means. Okay. Slide 7, please. Got it. All right, this is from the Dungeon Artwork Pack. Uh, and I, I believe it may be the other side of the wall that we just saw. Because there's some damage to the wall, and then we come around to this side, and it looks like this is the other side of it. Uh, the fire looks fresh. That may be a hint. Mm-hmm. And we see what look to be some kind of like shuttle transports or bronze cycles or something. 
Well, I see some Oops. tracks, and yeah, that's a train that crashed into that wall. Yeah. I guess there's supposed to be a door that uh, would open. Oh man, yeah. yeah. It looks sort of like train yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's how we Cars. get in. Maybe that's how we get in. Maybe we just <laughs> ram a train in there and we just. <laughs> It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time we've just busted through some sort of high tech wall in a dungeon. It happens quite frequently. Cash, <laughs> yeah. cash from lockers. Finally, we got through a barrier Boston. without Sid's help. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he built another train. I'm just saying, it's possible. Maybe Sid, maybe Sid souped up the train. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. Okay. Slide eight. Okay. All right, so this is from the dungeon video, which seems to show more of the same area. That looks like the um, the shuttle transports in the drawing. We can go right to number nine. Got it. Here it is from another angle, and I put this one in just to highlight that triangle door. Um, this is going to be another thing that I'm I'm not terribly confident in. But if uh, let's go to slide ten just to get it up there. Okay. There, there was this pyramid in one of the artworks that Yoshipi had up on screen, and it never really came up, and it never really meant anything. Um, but I noticed that it's also purple, and it also has a lot of triangles. So I didn't want to <laughs> leave it out, even though it looks it looks so much older and lower tech than than what we're dealing with. But I didn't want to leave it out because I am a paranoid kind of person. Well, that's good. That's what lore people love, the paranoid, you know? Just in case, you know? Yeah. Like, if someone's watching this a year from now, they're like, I can't believe he missed the pyramid. He never mentioned it. Oh, yeah. After the show, by the way, <laughs> after Inwalker comes, or not Inwalker, Dontrell comes out, we're going to come back to the show, listen to it, and then oh, make no. fun of everyone who was wrong. That is Please. what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> by all means. They're important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to okay. go to the next one? Slide. Right. Yeah, slide eleven. There. I got nothing really to say about this one. Just hallway. Oh, this looks is like you know like dungeon. when uh, Luke Skywalker went down in the vent. There's a little vent right there. It looks so Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. All like right. it looks like purple Galactic Empire. It looks like the Galactic Empire got shipped like a, a crate of the wrong <laughs> light bulbs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Then twelve. 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 Same thing, not a lot to say about it. Looks like a kind of like a bridge area. Same empire, same thing, same dungeon video. Mm -hmm. 13. Got it. Okay, this one is also from the dungeon art. And the colors seem to be slightly off hue here than the rest. Um, but it shares the same high-tech setting and the fans we see in the rest of Solution 9. So I'm a little more confident this is related. I think it's just kind of the blue glow bouncing off of everything, but we see a lot of these closed tanks that look similar to this open tank. So I just wanted to include it, especially uh, because I'm pretty sure my friends here are going to bring up some some theories that involve some like G words and some stuff from <laughs> my ninth Final Fantasy, which shall remain nameless. Yeah. Oh, we will. Yeah. Don't worry. You know what's funny? So just for those that are curious, we we've been on the show for we've been going through this at least for about ten minutes or so. We're about halfway through the slides, uh, <laughs> so we have a yep. lot. There's a lot more information than I thought there was on this, at least pictures yeah. uh, to show you guys. Yeah. But just to give you a heads up on what that looks like, and then we're going to get into the meat of the conversation after we hit all these slides, right? Yeah, I just want to make sure everybody knows what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. All right. All right. Ready for 14? Ready. 
All right, we've actually arrived at solution nine now. Mm -hmm. so let's, let's, <laughs> now we can start going crazy. Our only hint for this one is that Yoshi P said that they actually removed most of the objects from view of what our previews are, that they actually got rid of everything but the background, because this would be a spoiler of some kind. So that may be a hint that we could recognize it, or it may mm. not. We'll see. It's, Kick a spiral. It to it's, it's one of them spirals. That's... <laughs> 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 That's just... <laughs> Amrot, but again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took it the spiral. That's it. <laughs> All right. Are we at 15? We're 15 now, yep. All right, this is the same thing. It's just a different angle. But if you look at the top right, you can see a highway sign that says Solution 9. So top right, hold someone on. Someone is... Yep, very top right. You can see on the on the bridge. Does that say Solution you see, 9? Like, the... How does... How do you interpret that? It's in the proto alphabet. Yeah. Oh, okay. In... Yeah. This is yeah. this is where we're gonna this is where That's we're gonna bring up thing. one of the big hints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're All gonna right. bring we're gonna bring this up now, and then I'm gonna bring it back <laughs> in a couple slides, and then I'm yeah. gonna let them go crazy with it. Okay. So <laughs> okay. this this alphabet you can read if you have the encyclopedia A or Z a three. Orbit three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, That's advertising. There, there's a. There is a speculated alphabet that is like a common root between the Aorzean alphabet on the source, which was taken from the Alagons, and the Vrontic alphabet on the first. So there's like a shared origin between the source and first's alphabets, maybe. And we've we've seen it in the game before. It just looks so similar to Aorzean, nobody really stopped to take a look at it, I think. Mm. But yeah, it says, that one says Solution 9. Okay. All right. 16 got it same place different angle but i wanted to point out that like there are several buildings you can go inside and they're kind of connected by roads but i want you to focus on the lower left of the building you see those like white panels sticking oh, up. oh yeah yeah all right so what we're going to do is we're going to switch to 17 we're going to swoop okay now you should see those same structures at the oh. lower right now yeah. And we appear to be in a park, a nearby park. We got like lights and benches and water features. It looks like like people actually go here. I don't see Keep any an people. Eye on the... No, no people. <laughs> <which is> <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> they took everything out so we wouldn't see it. Ah, oh, okay, okay. All right, focus on the trees. Swoop to eighteen. Yeah. Now we should have the same trees at the bottom. And we, we seem to have these massive residential buildings, or at least something that resembles them. Mm -hmm. Keep focusing on the building. We're going to go to 19. Okay. Swoop back. Now we're heading away from the park and the bus stop looking thing, but notice the signage. Yeah. This is like <laughs> highly commercialized, as if people yeah. are seeing this, as if there's marketing here. Mm -hmm. um, I'll leave it to you guys to speculate what you think those posters look like and what races might be on them, but that's just the vibe they give off to me. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> wow. Number 20. Okay. So uh, seemingly nearby, this is my favorite thing ever. This is like a mall. We've got more posters. There's like a coffee shop looking thing. We got an Ethernet crystal. This is my jam. I'm going to live here forever. <laughs> wow yeah i did not and realize then... we had this much okay keep going. <laughs> 21 uh-huh we're running inside one of the buildings and we see a a poster like it's like one of those like mall posters that shows you where you are and where you're going 
Mm -hmm. And this is what has caused all the theories to go crazy. The the left side says elevator, nothing nothing weird there. The top side says employment, nothing nothing weird there. The bottom <laughs> says soul supply, which what? Yeah. <laughs> so the soul supply has a heart next to it, and it's pointing to the right. So, like, hop over to 22, because I'm pretty sure we can actually okay. go into this. This looks like it might be the soul supply area. And it looks like, it almost kind of looks like a, like a waiting room. And it's got these objects everywhere, and those objects could, could have a very mundane explanation or a very insane explanation. Well, never mind. Uh, I, can I add a stupid <laughs> thing real quick? Let me add a stupid thing. Uh, so yeah. I assume these are the same soul containers that you're looking at that Grahatia or whoever else went and used and existed in, right? That could, right. it could be one of That's the insane explanations as possible. Yeah. Like I could see every, I could see anything from like health drink to soul muscle. Or lightsaber, you know? Or lightsaber. Yeah. I just... Imagining a soul smoothie now. It's <laughs> like you pop it open, it's like chug it like an energy drink. It's like, all right, that's my pre-workout. <laughs> this is why this is why you guys are here. I need you to help me not be <laughs> lame. <laughs> I, I played 1.0. I played 1.0. I I operate entirely by precedent. I operate entirely by archives. So like the part of me that's afraid to be wrong is like, I that's probably just to restore your anima. <laughs> it's like an anima smoothie. It's probably nothing. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, we ready for twenty-three? Yep. Okay. I love this. <laughs> I love this black, purple, neon, night, lightning, everything. I'd never want to leave. So we got the same alphabet here. These signs say Nexus Bar, Meteor, Danger. It looks like there's kind of like red lights flashing. There's a chocobo. Yeah. There's a chocobo. Digital it looks there's like there's a like new a racetrack. I have no idea what's going on here, but it looks like there's red lights and there's like an eye logo that says like danger on it. Um, I don't know. I want to point out yeah. the QR looking code in the upper right. There's like this QR square block writing. It reminds mm. me a little bit of something we've seen before in like the Labyrinth of the Ancients and stuff like that. Like Alog had a square alphabet, but I so much of this would counter an Alagon theory that I'm not yeah. terribly confident in them, but I, I don't want to ignore it either. Mm. It's very similar to a bunch of like the carvings that kind of light up a little bit in older Ronkin mm -hmm. structures. It's not mm -hmm. entirely the same, but if you go back and look at the dungeon related to Ronka and some of the the art that we have associated with them, it's it's very similarly formatted. There's mm. ties into kind of some observations that were maybe a little less than serious that some friends and I had when we first went through Ronka was it was like is this where they put all the ideas for Alog from before they were sci-fi? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like even the, and yeah. then you have like the Mesoamerican touch and the pyramid touch and there's there's so what much we could do there. But there's one there's one thing I want to point out mm -hmm. is that we were talking about this alphabet and where it came from and who who might be involved. And I want to talk about how paranoid I am about that billboard on the right which seems mm. to have a face on it. Yeah. Oh. And that, yeah. that looks like a Makote face to me, so much so that... Uh, slide 24, please. Mm -hmm. 
So so much so that I went and recreated her. Wow. Oh. <laughs> the pupils are a little bit bigger. Just to make sure. Yeah. Huh? Pupils are a little bit bigger on the, yours. The pupils are a little bigger. Like yeah, the sizes are awesome. a little different. It looks like someone like made it and then drew it. And yeah. I don't know. Like maybe maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe they don't have anything to do with each other. But I I I I made her. I like her. I'm gonna keep her. I call her Solution <laughs> Nyan. <laughs> all right all right so maybe maybe she's relevant maybe she's yeah. not last slide okay slide 25 oh man all right so this is the the final hint we got this is the eight man raid this is the arcadian the eight man location um it has all the elements we've seen so far black purple neon big fans highways advertisements so i assume this place is in solution nine um take note of two things in this image because i'm sure they're going to come up in my friend's theory craft uh first to the very right of the image a little lower than the middle we have like an artistic rendering of three horned skull oni looking things don't really know what's going on there mm -hmm. and then uh halfway up the tower we have this hologram <laughs> gonna have my blood pressure at peak until summer at least uh because there are a couple things we could see it as you know but there's there's one there's one thing that people are really sure they see um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take anyone's thunder that <laughs> no. is that is an ASEAN glyph of one of the ASEANs that, to date, we have not seen in-game. Uh, and I'm couldn't. stoked about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am yeah. the kind of person that, like, if... How do I put this? How do I put this? If it could be something that I think it is, I try to measure, like, okay, how much wiggle room would I need to get from this? So, like, let's say you have, like, a, a straight line in, like, a three-looking thing, right? right? Like, I could go, oh, that's a B. That's obviously a B. But mm. with my luck, it's going to be a 13. <laughs> and I'm going to look dumb. So Fair. I've got this thing I do where I just try to, like, leave as much room open as possible. And I can see, I could see the glyph. I could uh. see it. And then part of me is like, what if it's just another horn skull thing? <sighs> so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't want to be like a stick in the mud. So I want to hear like everybody's, I want to hear everybody's theories about everything. So yeah, I mean, this is good. I was going to say, we can start here if you want. <laughs> no, I have no plan from here. I just wanted to make sure okay. that like, I wanted to make sure the, if we just the started the cast and we're like, made. so yeah i just wanted to make sure that if we started and we were like so anyway in the arcadian which is in solution nine which has all the everybody yeah. like wait 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 no slow down the what the what yeah <laughs> so yeah now this we're is... ready like take it from wherever you want theory first is this is this your favorite theory uh, yes <laughs> resident assian enjoyer slash enthusiast <laughs> definitely my favorite theory um yep. so the for some context, if you don't know where the Asian glyphs come from, they're actually all drawn from the associated espers in Final Fantasy XII. Some of them share the names with Asians. Some of them share the names of princes in an older society in Final Fantasy XII, but still have glyphs. The particular glyph that we see on there is most similar to Ultima's glyph in Final Fantasy XII, whose associated Asian is Ultima, who theoretically Gaius killed, but I 
don't really believe in his ability to kill an Asian. I'm sorry. I I just don't know. <laughs> Everyone, every yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, part. you can kill the body that he's possessing. He's got the mask, but the soul's just gonna go somewhere else. And the thing that I makes me a little bit more certain about this being Ultima's glyph is that the concept of Ultima in Final Fantasy XIV. It usually revolves around the manipulation of souls in some way. The Ivalice raids are a great example with people transforming into espers. Ultima is literally the final boss. Uh, the Sorrow Verlet and the Weapons Project, that also involves the manipulation of souls. Even like the original casting of Ultima from the Ultimate Weapon is also like mm -hmm. at its root in the science of it, uh, a, a soul-based reaction. So we're seeing so much stuff in Solution 9 involving souls that I'm, I'm fairly confident that Ultima is involved somehow in that way. I'm also just excited for another Asian to cosplay, so. <laughs> and there's the bottom here too, I'll be honest. Right. Okay. Bro, you similar and, uh, thoughts on that? So, I, I've read, I've read the posts on Twitter, and, you know, that, <laughs> the thing is, like, I've, I always try to, like, wait, give the dev team their opportunity to do the bigger announcement and stuff like that because i know it, it's uh the research is sound right and i i always have to give a shout out to that the asking fandom they find things before i can even like realize it happened okay like <laughs> the speed at which the information travels in that in part of the community is incredible because like for example we didn't find out uh, about what was it like people were talking about their titles at one point i was like where are you getting all these titles i don't even remember that in the game turns out south korean players got the lore book two days or two weeks in advance and then started posting <laughs> okay. pictures and then the asian fandom found the pictures specifically associated with the asian and started trending that and i was just like where is this all coming from and then realizing oh it's the third lore book that they got early wait what like <laughs> so like, huge shout-out, because the, the amount of information, like, I mean, it's like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been reading, and it, it makes sense in terms of, like, like, visually, right? This is what we're seeing. This is what we've seen in the past. But I still want to be like, all right, dev team, if you got, if you, you got to state it, right? We're going to wait till you say it. But from what we see, it's definitely leaning that sort of direction. I do want to add, of course, you know, part of the lore book thing, one of the big things they have is everybody's titles, right? And they mention that Ultima... Her role is the composer. She's an advocate of aesthetics and the myriad arts, right? So thinking on that fact, and I actually talked to Sonotic about this, we were like, you know, if you're an Asian, the central role of your position in the convocation was, you know, society, right? Your, your role is something related to culture. Why not make a city? Why not make that your project? And then that's where we're kind of floating on. We're like, if this is something that they were assigned to do in the past, and then they were just trying to maintain that prospect for the future when, you know, their plan was to recreate the art or recreate everything and try to bring back all the shards, then they have a city forever to come back to. I don't know, mm -hmm. you know. So oh, that I that's like the that. yeah. It, it, if Ultima is the advocate of the arts, right? And then of course the uh, the same expansion that introduced the Pictomancer, it's like mm, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of art going on here, a lot of mentions. A lot of mentions to that, I wonder. But, you know, like I said, it's all kind of just, you know, you're just speculating, throwing things together, seeing what, seeing what sticks for the future. So. Right, yeah. And that's why I introduced myself as a conspiracy theorist, because that is really what I'm doing. Like, if I were in Eorzea, I'd probably be locked in a Charlian basement. <laughs> <laughs> saying stuff like this. That's so. what makes it fun, though. But I mean, I mean like, right. 
for me, for me, the reason I get so hesitant is because like, there's a word that I love, apophenia. It means to like to oh, see yes, connections where to, where none exist. Mm-hmm. To to yeah. to make to imagine a meaningful connection in a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the clouds and you see shapes, apophenia. And I am right. very very prone to this. And the problem is, is that when you're prone to apophenia and you have like a good vocabulary and you like talking, people will believe you. so like and i i can do it about anything like i can look at this and go okay so there's there's purple and there's pyramids so mahawk so it's definitely mahawk right and then we we see like the sign it says danger and there's a picture of an eyeball and so it's like that's like danger don't look at void scent gazes and that's why they have like they they have like the meteor bar because chateau and like before you know it i've accidentally convinced a hundred people that something that doesn't (laughs) exist is Stomach. Sorry, so I'm just I'm so so careful. Yeah, I just love yeah. the idea of Chitota with a bar now. That's funny she to me. She would be. She would be. I mean, yeah. after all that work. Well, yeah. you know, it's like that's the, the, that's the thing, though, when you, when you, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. When you when you know that's what you're doing, and you're not like accidentally setting yourself up for disappointment by saying, right. when you like when you know that's what you're doing, that's so much fun. And I feel like sometimes that fun gets kind of beaten out of us in the fandom. So it's really fun to come to stuff like this and, and kind of find my love for that again. Yeah, and yeah. I love being wrong. I thought pandemonium yeah. was going to be very yeah. different from what it was. I love being wrong because it just makes me enjoy it more. The surprise, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, that's the whole thing. It's just going through the whole motions of figuring out the mysteries. And, and uh, that's why everyone loves, everyone loves ancient aliens, right? All right, everybody loves ancient aliens, okay? We all know what it is. <laughs> but, I mean, we pull what we can, and we're given the best answers we know. My answers right. would be a lot shittier than your answers, but we're given the best answers you know, uh, and uh, that anyone would kind of know at that point. And the only way that you could not be wrong is by not saying anything at all. So, and that's yep. boring as shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we have a lot of slides here to go through. Uh, I, I know probably a lot of these might have piqued your interest while we're going through them. If there's any that you want me to pull back up on the screen and you want to talk about something in particular, anyone at all, let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we could just go ahead and just go into whatever is on the top of your mind right now uh, with what we know from Solution 9 and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can do top of mind if yeah. M's okay. Do it. Yeah. So, one thing I want to get out in the air and just kind of like say it because it's been the one number one bug that I've had regarding this area. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it is not anti and it's not antithetical to the Final Fantasy setting. Okay. <laughs> the Solution Nine fits the Final Fantasy setting. It does. This, this, oh. this is a big thing that i've noticed a lot of people and and it may have just it's just i'm not gonna like name any names or say anything i don't know exactly what it is but i feel like some people have forgotten the game that we play (laughs) it does involve not just magic but it also involves a lot of high technological settings and one thing i wanted to point out is to remember that what we've what Someone said in my, well, one of the streams I did a while back, right, it was a really cool word that they used. They said a uh, techno-barbarian was the word that he used. And it was like referring to the state of a society trying to build on the ashes of a previous one, right? Which is 
I mean, that's, that's literally what Final Fantasy XIV is, right? The thing is that Eorzea is unique in the fact that it's not only had to do that once, it's had to do that seven times, right? Society had been reset seven times in a row, like, like, like within gaps of time and within gaps of years, but they, they had to start over with their civilization, start over with their culture, start over with everything, seven separate times. So what happens when you have a place or a society that's not being affected by the calamity, right? You have another place, the other place is always getting reset. They have to relearn everything. They gotta relearn their alphabets, right? They gotta relearn all, because I mean, some of, some of the years they were burning all the books because they were afraid of it, right? So they're losing knowledge. But what if none of that happened, right? So you're starting from the era of the Sundering, which was 10,000 years ago, and you're not having calamities over and over again. Yeah, Cyber City's like probably the easiest way to go with 10,000 years of culture, you know? So, so is that, that's the theory? Is that this is just not my, been affected? Yeah. Okay. My theory, my prevailing theory, is to kind of help people get comfortable with the idea of it. Because I know, here's the thing, right? If it's not your aesthetic, understandable but it fits in the game right because mm -hmm. everything else that we've seen at this point uh the source was struggling it's in the aeorzean area right and even even different areas right they taught they mentioned uh in the third lore book i was reading some of the passages they're talking about how some of the civilizations of thavnair were started because of calamities like calamities affected outside of the of arlenard itself right there are different areas that are being affected as well from the calamity. So if you have an area that's not getting affected at all whatsoever, you know, par unparalleled growth, unparalleled, you know, civilization prospects. So that's what I'm okay. saying. It's like, so, it makes a lot of sense if they're not getting messed with. <laughs> is this, or, so the theory, it's the split happened and then they just avoided every calamity after the split? Or is this the, this, they weren't even affected by the split? Like, what's the... I'm affecting, uh, I'm, I'm thinking they weren't affected by the calamity. So the, the split affected everybody. Right? Okay. Yeah. Everyone had to restart at that point. Mm -hmm. But Eorzea had to restart specifically seven times after that. Because each calamity recre you know, recreated these conditions that made them have to go back into a dark age sort of setting and all that stuff. So if you're not having to reset all those times, I mean, you know. Okay. Okay. So that, that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. They have been a little wobbly about how much other places in the world were affected by what calamities. So there's like a right. little bit of room. Um, and, and even even if you could somehow demonstrate that the whole world was affected by things, I can think of like five other excuses for there to be a place that's had a long time without being affected by a calamity. And right. I'm sure some of those are going to come up in our various theories. So like I, I can think of like if, if all you wanted to say was solution nine had a long time to develop because it wasn't affected by a calamity. I could come up with several ways to make that work. If 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 indeed that was true. Well, I mean, if you look and, at the slide, if you look at slide two, I mean, there's a bubble around the city. Right. <laughs> there's some level of protection going on there on the map. So it's possible that they figured out some way and they're just like, fuck it, we're not leaving this bubble. And that was it, right? Yeah, right. and even if like calamities did affect them, it doesn't necessarily have to mean the entire downfall of a civilization. So much of what we see in Eorzea is also like bits and pieces of these civilizations that existed beforehand as well. Maybe mm -hmm. this is just a nation that simply never went to war. Or never started but, dabbling know, this, in yeah. like a bunch of Allegan <laughs> shit. Like, there's there's all sorts of like explanations for that because you can take a hit and pick yourself back up. And if you're isolationist enough that you're not like constantly at war or like right. dabbling in magic that you shouldn't be, you you could just recover from there as well. You don't need to hit the total reset button every time. We didn't after the seventh calamity. 
still mm-hmm. got loosely the same cities and stuff, even if there was a recovery period. Mm-hmm. And just to remind right. everybody, we are just talking about the idea. <laughs> it's not saying yeah. this is what it this is. This isn't the lore. Like this we don't. Have, this this is got theory. announced. This got yeah. announced like five days ago. So we have nothing to tell you. It's <laughs> solid fact. Yeah. Everything here is theoretical. Everything here is presentation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we could be completely. You know. You know. They talk about was it when you're you're flying a plane, you can't go an angle. Uh, one angle difference because you do that you're going to be way off your course mm-hmm. we could be absolutely way off course and i'm guarantee you if some of these points will be way off course but that's so, the, that's the fun part right here's the thing too to add into all of this stuff with the information that we got they purposely gave us this information right there could be a couple mm-hmm. of things that's that they're true. like oh i kind of <laughs> don't i didn't realize that was there there could be a couple of those but a lot of this information they they have an idea of what we know and they know when they present something like this, the things that we may think. <laughs> so right. they could be trying to throw a curveball at us, or they could be trying to give us hints to have fun with. This is literally them giving us like food and meals and oh, stuff. Yeah. And they're like, here you go, guys. You're eating real good for quite a while. <laughs> Enjoy I'm with these nervous. 20 screenshots, right? Yeah, I'm nervous because if this is what they're willing to reveal to us, what is, you know, because this is, you know, we know CBU3 to be the peak in terms of red herrings, right? They yeah. do this all the time with their trailers, with their art. You're just like, oh my gosh, it's definitely this. And then, no, absolutely was not, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> and then the realization, you're like, wow, I got completely led. And, and that's, that's what's really cool about it is because despite, at least up until this point, despite everything that they've shared, right? The, everything they always share to us or present in any trailer, there's always some huge twist to it so it's like okay so if oh, this yeah. is what we get to know what do we not know <laughs> so here's the that's, thing that's gonna be the part that's this crazy. is the level 80 or 95 stuff <laughs> yeah, right yeah stuff. it's not even the end zone yeah so yeah i have guessed, like, this... <laughs> I have guessed two straight expansions wrong based on trailer content and it's, like it's, I, it's impossible to get an actual dire- you know direction from it and they do that the, on purpose everything so. i Everything I thought was relevant in Endwalker was dead by eighty three, and like, there's a there's a clip of me just like looking at my notepad and going like, whatever, like we're done. Like... Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like I had the opposite experience in Endwalker, where I was like, oh, we're yeah. actually fighting Zodiac. Everyone's like, wow, this is only level eighty three, and I'm like, I thought that we weren't going to be fighting him at all. This is strange for me. That's my thing is I didn't understand how you get to that point, and they, like they were just like, oh, you just don't, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think a lot of people who do they they. The thing is, the perception of when people play Final Fantasy XIV, they come in and it's this high fantasy world at the start, right? You have a little bit of stuff there, but you're like, oh, we're high fantasy. And then you start realizing the world's a lot bigger. You have the Mm Garleans, you have all this other stuff, and you're like, all right, they're pushing boundaries a little bit. That's fine. Uh, And then you realize, fuck it. There is so much fucking technology and insane (laughs) shit out there that you can't really go wrong with, like, how you introduce the fantasy to everybody. This is like a big love letter to the entire series of Final Fantasy, and you could pull from right. any kind of error of any kind of technological advance, and it would fit well in Final Fantasy XIV almost. I don't think there's anything that wouldn't fit well uh, in this I'm game. Leaning, I'm leaning really hard on on nine for this one. Um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of nine vibes, but like even yeah. even just to defend the does this fit in Final Fantasy, like how does this not 
look a little <laughs> like the Midgar Sector 7 vibes. Like, right, yeah. Like, this is, we've seen stuff like this before. Like, I always, I always refer to this joke that they made at me one time where it was like, well, how does like Hildebrand like fit? And they were like, if you don't have like lore breaking, <laughs> world breaking, fourth wall breaking comedy that's really stupid, is it still Final Fantasy? And I was like, damn it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, there's room for everything. When you talk right. about Midgard and everything, I mean, obviously, slide flo uh, floor, floor here. Uh, it looks like a big disc up there, right? I mean, right. It, it looks very familiar, kind of ruins old stuff at the bottom and everything else. And so there is like a mix of possibly, and a train. Of course a train is important for Seven too, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and so, well, yeah. It looks can... high enough to escape a flood, that's for sure. <laughs> right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, don't, don't, don't take me seriously. <laughs> No, but you're making me feel so validated and also getting those vibes. Like, I feel like I'm onto yeah. something, at least aesthetically. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could make the case for almost anything, and that's why we're here, to talk right. about the different cases you can make for it and just have fun. Yeah. So what's funny also in this whole conversation about high fantasy and everything else, when I think of Nine, I do think of high fantasy, right? Like, But right. I, I don't think it was high fantasy actually... Right, they were cloning people, <laughs> and they were doing. Because yeah, like, I yeah. only have a couple of. Separate, I have a there's two universes. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I barely remember <laughs> any of that shit. <laughs> so it kind of has that same old, same effect. Um, and so this is really interesting. I don't know uh, how hard they will lean into the the, the themes here, but uh, right. we'll <laughs> see. Okay, what else? What else do we got? Things that are you've been thinking about since the, the oh. presentation. And. I should probably mention they did they did tell us in the presentation that the area is known to have a lot of they said like leaven based clouds lightning clouds mm -hmm. they like their they like their old words leaven is an old word for lightning yep. but, <laughs> but I, I it really piqued my attention to that they took the time to mention that because I, I I've been making the joke I'm like Dawn Trail is like the expansion but what if it's purple because we've been getting all these purple references we got lightning lightning ether which is represented by the color purple and then Someone pointed out, like, I mean, if you notice, you notice in the, was it the trailer itself, right? The monster that Astinian fights has purple scales, right? You look at the I poster art. Yeah, it, it, someone, someone did oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, this I is like a Godzilla that. thing, right? The Godzilla thing that yeah, pops out. We've seen the monster before. <laughs> yeah, we've seen the monster before. It's, a, it's actually a, a boss in one of the dungeons. Yeah. It's, um, Sor look. No, Somal, Somal hard mode. There you yeah, go. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was like, it's one of the <laughs> dragon words. <laughs> yeah. Somal hard mode, you fight it. But this one specifically has purple scales on its back. And then so someone pointed that out in addition to the, po uh, the I think it was the art for the expansion itself, right, where it shows Meteor and as a, re as a viper. Mm -hmm. They got little birds flying by with purple on its back. And you're just like, there's some sort of corruption vibe going on here like you know like either it's a uh, too much energy right there's like an overflow of energy and it's starting to in you know infest in a way because like you see the birds you see that the monster with the purple scales you're like what's going on here right what's why why are they showing this like creeping you know presence and all these things right like and nuclear then, uh, toxic waste but it's purple stuff yeah, it's it's okay. it, we're thinking we're thinking it's like an energy overflow. We've had I've had conversations in the past, you know, we've talked about like for example, right, with the 
the the 12 returning to the to live stream right there's so much more ether in the world now and it's just kind of flowing everywhere to like what if it just overflows what if there's just too much ether in one area you know what happens with that how would you have to deal with that as a society right if you're in an area that's replete with a certain type of ether and it's you know they mentioned lightning ether uh, specifically you can harness lightning ether to generate electricity right and so this kind of puts this is why I was like thinking it kind of puts them a little bit of advance because I like to mention that ceruleum as beneficial as it was for the garleans ceruleum is kind of like oil right or at least it's the way it's the way we re refine oil we produce oil and most of the magitech is run yeah it's fantasy petroleum right magitech is run on fantasy petroleum and this is the le that's the level of technology they were found but they had no like mention of lightning ether so if you have a direct source of energy in your place at all times to a point where it's overflowing and it's like affecting the wildlife around it, you know, it's like, what do you do? I mean, you could probably use that. And so I've, I've been saying with the lightning and ether, they have way more energy at their hands. And then they're probably just able to turn that into what people have been saying, like a sanctuary of some sort. But it's like, I think we are going to have to like get in there and be like, they're like, hey, so we kind of need some help. We have a lot of ether <laughs> going around and it's affecting the wildlife. Can we? we do something about that and then we have to get into you know that's when we learn about oh this is why the city was built and stuff like that i mean that's my guess like but, now that you mentioned that going back to the slide moose had i think it was which slide was it 10 with the temple temple in there and it's kind of has the purple yeah. stuff on there too it looks a little infected right right yeah yeah urkopacha's urkopacha's dungeon has a lot of like purple stuff coming out of the ground too yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's just the creeping presence vibe that I've been seeing on a lot of like the art and stuff like that. They also have there's that one dungeon with the weird. It's like the weird crystals that have that um that like coral effect. They were showing those off, and uh, it made me think about that a lot. Like just this general idea that maybe they just they have an energy source that has helped them in the past, but now they need help quelling it. It's like um we have a lot of this. <laughs> we need to put it in, back in where it needs, where it's safer or something. So. Mm -hmm. And then that's yeah, going. I got yes. the story. I got the story. You go to the pimp temples. All right. <laughs> all right. You go to the temples, and then you're like, "Hey, we're on vacation. We're just gonna talk it. Do some, you know, I don't know, political crap here about who's supposed to be king or queen or whatever they're doing here. All right. Then all of a sudden, right. nuclear waste comes in. And you're like, "Oh fuck, what do we do? <laughs> and you gotta go into this infected temple that they have over there because it got infected. And you just gotta keep going all the way to the source and deal with it. That's the first I half just... of the story. <laughs> I just pulled up the the shots of the other areas that we just got, and even the trees have like this bluish purple stuff growing yeah. on them and coming out of them and glowing. And uh, damn it, you might be right. You might be honest. <laughs> there could be like a creeping vibe. This feels like a good time to throw out another one of the theories, though. Um, okay. <clears throat> so the area around the tower is perpetual clouds and storms, perpetual dark, lightning all mm -hmm. the time. And they made a, a big deal out of how much lightning energy there was there. So, of course, that gets the people thinking, like, how could you be, like, proto-alphabet and lightning? And, and there's a lot of, like, what if somehow second umbral calamity? And, yeah. like, the 12th shard? And, like, what if they, like... Ever, ever, <laughs> yeah, what if they, like, Gaia Terrid here, over here, across the lightning calamity and like built themselves out of their like uh you know digitized environment to have like bodies again and now they have to like drink soul juice and 
Oh, oh. A, you know what? There's like a 12th dimension theory. There's a second umbral calamity connection theory. I've, there's like I've there's heard those two. Yeah. They're yeah. coming. They, they kill the purple Godzilla. A city and kills him, and then they serve him up on meat. Or he serves the meat up to the yeah. town. They all get fucking sick, and they're poisoned, and they gotta find it. It's so. It's there. oh my god, <laughs> polluting, polluting the natural world. Yeah, gosh, I, I, it, we're it gonna have like a sense. green Aesop thing going on. Yes, <laughs> this is gonna be some Fern Gully vibes. Yes. <laughs> oh man, they gave it all to us. Who knew? <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. All right. M, M, what what other thoughts do you have here? No, I'm just sitting here processing the, like, ether overflow of lightning thing, because I hadn't actually been thinking about that. I was just thinking about how this was, like, super advanced society, so, of course, the, like, they would be using, like, lightning-aspected ether as a power source if it was magically based instead of technologically based, like Garli uh, Garlemald is, because it's, like... The perfect way to join the the modern technology aesthetic with a more magical grounded mm -hmm. civilization in final fantasy 14. uh but i hadn't actually heard the theory about the 12th just coming and existing <laughs> on yeah. the source but like it's the inherent naming of solution 9 does imply something interplanar in some way, just thinking about the references to Final Fantasy IX. Um, so that's that's more in the direction that I've been leaning. Not necessarily that it has happened, but that they could be using energy that way uh, instead, more drawing it from that place, thus giving it an overabundance, versus having it from the land itself is, is mm. kind of the way that I've been leaning towards it. But that's there's just been so much nine imagery in this right. that yeah. it's, it, it really is like, oh, I'm thinking about this because it, it's the kind of story that I would love to play through. And mm. I would love to see how that would work because we've seen shards rejoining. We know what that looks like from kind of a physical perspective. But if there's like another interplanar, some sort of uh, relationship happening either between shards or something else. Uh, I, I'd love to see how that would kind of play out, given what we've already experienced um, as far as rejoinings go. Do do either of you have any like passionate excitement for for another G, G word related to nine that you want to bring up? <laughs> like the G, 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 G do, you, do you want to bring it up? Do you want to bring it up? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Moose wants wanna... this brought up. <laughs> so let's bring it okay, up. hold on. What's what's the slide it's on? It's on slide thirteen. Okay, let me let me uh, grab it. Go ahead and go ahead and start talking though. Uh, so spoilers yeah. for Final <laughs> Fantasy IX, I guess. But <laughs> if you hadn't already, fair. it's fair. The overarching plot is basically trying to transplant souls from one universe to another on like sister planets. I guess yeah. is the best way to say it. So the home planet is Gaia. That's the like huge like high fantasy vibe, and then eventually you go to Terra. Uh, where it's a very technological city where they're kind of just trying to overtake Gaia and replace the souls through a weird body transplant soul process. The science on it was never explained in Nine, and to this day I don't fully understand it, uh, but that's where a lot of like the soul supply stuff is coming in, and the specific container there is where you yeah. see them like growing clones to transplant souls into so that they can like go into their sister planet um 
which in the context of what we've already talked about is mildly terrifying for the Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV universe. Yo, does that right. mean that Gigi's going to be a part of all this stuff? You guys know who Gigi is? Vivi? Oh, Gigi, the version of Vivi in fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Gigi return. I love the little black mage aesthetic from Nine. I, yeah. I, I want to see Gigi back. I, I, mean... I was making... I was still making jokes about Alog and Mahak and hadn't even really thought about what we hadn't seen yet. And I walk back into my chats and everybody's going crazy about the genome already. And the closest <laughs> I could do was like, I looked up what the genome are because I haven't played nine since I was like 12. And I'm looking at like the tanks and the blue stuff. And then I pulled up the one from the dungeon of the tank and the blue stuff. And I just put those pictures together. And that was about all I could contribute. So I'm glad someone knows <laughs> enough about nine to help me fill in the gaps there. Cause that was a big theory was that somehow like there was like digitizing of souls or moving of souls or like maybe right. transporting them across dimensions from the 12th. Or maybe this was like, let's get Ultima back involved. Maybe this was like a subset of the ASEAN plan. And when they got like their souls back from, from Zodiac, they were going to put them in you know new bodies here somehow. Or mm -hmm. there's like all sorts of crazy theories. Now, the my assumption was, and again, same thing. I haven't played nine since forever, and I'd never beat it. I can't even remember how far I've gotten into it. Uh, but Vivi was a part of that whole exp experiment, right? And the yeah. the whole question of soul and all this other stuff. And so that's why, <clears throat> you know, if they put Gigi in here, this would be a good place to just like say, hey, let's put him into the real story for a little bit, not that fake side story stuff that no one cares <laughs> yeah. about, right? Right. It was the the situation with Vivi and Nine is that the black mages there were essentially weapons where the bodies mm -hmm. would eventually degrade, and then mm -hmm. they would have to keep making more until they were ready to actually merge the two worlds. And then they had like the actual genomes, like again spoilers, I guess uh, mm -hmm. Zidane and Kuja, who were like actually supposed to be the the beings that could survive long enough in this new world because the two planes were kind of incompatible. Mm -hmm. um, again mildly terrifying implications <laughs> for yeah. solution nine the area especially because we've seen these genome tanks is i guess what we're calling them at the very least they bear strikingly similar aesthetic similarities and uh i'm scared mm -hmm. man. reply to balar in <laughs> chat yeah they would they would be pretty big genome tanks like for all i know yeah. that's just a freaking refined cerulean tank and i'm gonna yeah. look like right. an idiot in a month so well, we got like, small soul containers too. We're sundered yeah. souls. We're not that big. You can fit us inside with those little pocket ones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and again, just to remind you guys, I'm the the person uh, that doesn't know a lot about story and lore. So when I say stupid stuff, that. That's just me saying my stupid stuff. So the layman can kind of connect a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> and for all we know, like half of what we're saying is true and it's going to turn out they are just aliens. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for watching the show. We're going to take just a moment here to show some appreciation for a couple of our sponsors who support Mock Talk, Tokyo Treat and Sikorico. If you're unfamiliar with them, give me just a moment to go ahead and tell you what they're about. Tokyo Treat is a monthly Japanese snack box that is solely focused on snacks that are the latest and most exclusive, also limited or seasonal editions of snacks. So things like Sikor Pepsi and Japanese Sake Kit Kats. It also comes with ramen, drinks, and much, much more. Sikoriko is focused on supporting local Japanese snack makers, which include traditional, authentic, and artisan snacks. 
It will also come with Japanese teas and special items like tableware. The focus on both of these boxes, of course, focus on the New Year celebrations. But let's go ahead and start this year off with a bang and see what they got for us in 2024. For Tokyo Treat, it includes snacks like the Lucky Red and White Kit Kats, Good Luck Kayaki, Hidomen Yaime Sobo, and much more. Since I need all the luck I can get this year, I am definitely going to try the Taiyaki. I didn't actually look up anything for the Taiyaki. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and try it out and see what it's like. Here's the packaging. Actually, pretty nice overall packaging. Um, let's see. See it right here. It's a little chocolate rim, it looks like, on the side of it. That is actually, I say this every time, but it's extremely good. Like this actually tastes like chocolate chocolate. Not just like super su sugary sweet. Like it tastes like if you're actually getting chocolate from a professional chocolate place. Uh, I don't know if that's true at all, but when we look at our, our booklet it says, uh, Did you know that Thai or Seabrim are the symbols of good luck and wealth in Japan? We added a crispy taiyaki snack uh, with a smooth chocolatey center uh, to bring luck this year. I think this is the same thing I like about all the snacks that we're getting uh, from this bo these boxes, is that they're just never overbearingly sweet, which is something that I need. Thank you very much. Now let's also see what Sikoriko has in store for us in January. Of course, their theme also centers on the new year, but they're putting an extra focus on actually Hiroshima as well to celebrate its beauty. They're including treats such as the lemon mochi, banana babkachin, New Year's senbei, and omikoji candy. I'm going to go ahead and try out the babkachin because that actually looks extremely good just by going through the boxes the first thing that caught my eyes. Now again, I haven't looked up any description for it. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. This Bobkachi here, Bobkachin here, is actually, uh, it feels very soft within the packaging itself. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, give it a try. And you can see on it here, I'll try to make sure the camera, if we could focus a little bit, it's uh, hard to catch it. But there's, you can see the layers that kind of go around inside of it. Um, but yeah. Alright. This tastes exactly like um cake. Uh a very very tasty cake at that. Um but yeah, and you could taste a banana in it as well. If you guys have ever had banana nut bread, it's not too far off from it, just without the nuts and the extra parts to it. Mmm, okay. Alright, alright. Let's read on it. Hands first, uh, bam uh, kachin was baked in Hiroshima a century ago. This moist and flavorful, uh, flavorful banana bam kachin is fused with luscious banana taste. Sorry, I'm still still in my mouth a little bit, uh, and a delightful twist to a time-honored treat. Awesome, awesome. Now, they also come with uh, 
the tableware or some extra piece to it, this quarter boxes that is. We're going to show you guys that as well. Um, so if you can look, they gave us a wrapping cloth. Uh, let's pull that guy out. This is machine washable. And, uh, wow, alright, there you go. We have a good view of that. Pat's on it and everything else. That all being said, I want to thank everybody who took a moment to listen to me in the middle of the show uh, to show my appreciation for the sponsors who helped make Mog Talk happen. Tokyo Treat and Sakorko are both amazing services that are definitely worth at least a try. Now, every time you do try, you can use the Mog Talk link uh, and you can use the code that we have as well and that will give you $5 off at least your first box for that trial period. I mean, Japanese snacks delivered straight from Japan to your doorstep. Sounds like a pretty good deal while supporting the podcast you guys are watching right now. Thank you, Tokyo Treats and Sikorko, for sponsoring us in January. Enjoy the rest of the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> planets, are, planets are in. We're going to be like going to different planets in our like lifestyle content. Who knows know, what the hell is out there we don't know about. Cosmic exploration. <laughs> they, they only showed us what... We know Medion visited 18 civilizations. We only got to meet like five. So it's like, there's. Imagine there's a if lot it also there. turned out she said like terrible statistical luck. Her flight patterns weren't great. You know, it's kind of. There's like 25 them. happy planets out there. She just happened to miss she just them. She just happened to miss them all. <laughs> we got to the 19th planet yeah. and it's the happiest society in the world and everything's great. Yeah, yeah if only they went to the right one, it would have been okay. Uh, yeah. That's so crap. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> what else do we got, guys? What else to, is uh, it's out there in the aether of lore conversation? So I did see something. Someone actually just tweet, just tweeted this, like not even what about hot scoops. About 40, and it was hot scoops forty minutes ago on a <laughs> on the thread I made about Solution Nine. They're mentioning that apparently. There is a tribe of the Zela that traveled the ocean from the, the Far East, and they said that the legend yes. is that they returned with tales of a terrible island covered in massive gray monoliths and inhabited by fire-breathing steel demons. So I, I would, I, I'd miss that entirely. I would have never seen that uh, because, I mean, I haven't looked at the Zela naming conventions in a while, but that is a really impressive find. So a huge shout out to that person that found that. Yeah, someone threw um, that out right away. It's like you can tell that like someone, there are people who have their head in different lore all the time. And yeah, like when something yeah. like this happens, like my time is tough. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, I love, I've, I've never, like when it comes to lore and the lore community and those like lore enthusiasts, we have our special interests. And there are certain subjects that are just, we're just really, really good at. Like, I mean, so could the, you know, could like, the demon be about the eliminator? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. It's like, and, and yeah. I will put it out there. The dev team only does prepare, what, two years in advance. I think that's their, their going rate. More or less. So, you know, they, sometimes they have the gift of prophecy. Sometimes they're lucky. Like, it's just, <laughs> they, they've, they were straight up saying Asians in the past weren't really something they had well developed up until. But, but post Stormblood timeframe is when they're like, okay, we should probably yeah. give them some more personality. And then no it turns out they strategy. get them. Yeah. Like <laughs> they just, they went all down to that. that. That was, they gave them some of the best personalities we know. But mm -hmm. yeah, back in the past, they didn't really have plans for the Asians. So all these things we find in the, you know, like kind of like retroactively are really cool connections. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting storytelling method that 14 has where they'll just like, 
hey, let's throw things until it sticks, and then oh, we oh we did that. Okay, let's grab that and bring it back, and then <laughs> and then tie it this all together. This is what I call um yeah. I call these additive retcons where yeah, you, additive, you yeah, look yeah. you look into the past, and instead of taking it out of the game, you actually think, how can I build more around this so that it like means something totally different than what I intended at the time, but it it's not inconsistent. And the team is so, so good at that skill. It's a vital writing skill if you're going to write anything that takes longer than, you know, one entry, right? You need to be able to reframe the past. And I think that they, they are so good at introducing new lore that looks like it was intended all along. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so that, that was a really cool find that they just mentioned. This Ara tribe may have had contact with uh, Toral in the past. And I'm like, man, like, I, I want to... I want it because someone also brought it up in the chat too. You know, we, we were talking about an environmental issue. We have this giant machine that's going to be going to be a trial. We're going to have to fight it uh, at some point, and you know why why it's doing what it's doing and everything. And one of the biggest tells of something bad, or at least it's like you know in quotations something bad was when I noticed that giant crack in the ocean, right? Because everyone everyone's mentioned it a little bit in Twitter. I've seen it mentioned a couple, but there. We have to acknowledge that literally a continental divide between <laughs> North and South Baral, and that's like, uh, that's probably going to be explained. They have a bridge and everything. But one thing I noticed is that they said that uh, part of the right of secession, right, for the kings, for, for the autarch of Thuliolal, part of the secession uh, opportunity is learning the knowledge of the city of gold, right? And mm -hmm. it made me, like, I'm, th I'm, I'm having this, like, these connecting moments where I'm like, you know, if they're, do if they're doing this, you got this continental divide, you got a bridge. The, it looks like the only way to access the North Continent is from Duliolal, but it looks like with some sort of permission, I'd imagine, right? Which we had to have to earn by doing all these contests and things like that, right? We're going to probably find out City Gold is a metaphor of some sort. You know, it's not actually mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. El Dorado or anything like that, but it'll just be like, well, hey, this is called the City of Gold because it makes us money. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. we, I'm, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Well, but, like, um, I, I can bolster your argument, and then you can keep going. Sorry. Um, you're good, you're good. The, I mean, if, if you have a city that's, that looks like it has a lot, a lot to offer, like take Solution 9, for example. You have something that's mm -hmm. like, far and away more technological it looks far more like established it looks far more wealthy it looks far more capable i mean why wouldn't you look at that and go the city of riches like the city right, of exactly. unattainable everything the city of gold and i mean even the eliminator looks like it's got gold on it so there may be yeah, something right? like yeah, non-zero like... gold <laughs> right go 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no definitely and um when i was thinking about that city of gold and opportunities earned through right of secession following with the, the, the customs of the people there, right? It made me think of, if anyone's familiar with the Marvel, the cinematic universe, right? Kind of just jumping over to a different storyline. Uh, you remember when they revealed Wakanda for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, nobody knew anything about this place. Nobody, not the, the entire you know, planet was unaware that there was this massively high advanced civilization in the dead center of this uh, area. And then we come to find out from the internal story of the movie right that these tribes had banded together to protect the land and keep it secret they were not going to tell anybody about these meteorites because they're like this power can be abused so we're not going to tell anyone and so i did remember also see that being mentioned they're like the aesthetic's so different than what we expected it's like maybe maybe it's just those people of tulio lal right have a soft soft you know an agreement 
established by generations of, of, of kings, generations of autarchs that no one knows what the city of gold is unless you pass the test. And then when you find out, it's like, oh, yeah, it's super hyper-advanced civilization that our, our ancestors, you know, people long before we even showed up started doing. So we just, we protect it. We're, we're kind of like, we watch the, the bridge to that area. But, you know, that's, everyone's like, that's, why is it so contrasting? Why didn't they give them any of their tech? I'm like, it's probably a protection thing. It's probably like a, they have to keep it guarded because this is a, the kind of stuff you don't want. People, because like, like, let's if you're a, if you're Thirali and you're sitting there and you're hearing stories about the the continent far far to the east you of from Eorzee and you keep hearing about war all the time, right? Because Garleans are attacking. Or I mean, you probably don't want to be like, oh hey, guess what? I live in a city that's powered by you know, I, I get everything I need in the city. I don't you know I don't need to uh, I don't want to tell them that because then they're probably going to find a way to abuse it. Also. Why would I go over there where they're fighting all the time? It's just like it, it, all the conditions are kind of there for a type of society that has built up and has protected itself through, you know, the, the legends. And mm-hmm. kind of to, to, to top that off, right, that, the Alagons did that all the time because they have their heaven on high, right? That's their, that was theirs. They just concealed it within the legend. And then they also did the, um, was it the crooked coin? There's a, the thing in uh, the Azim Step that was also theirs, and they just concealed it with the legend. So. And that was also weird. Like Weirdly. It, it, it looks probably closer to Solution 9 than it does than, to Azim Step, which is exactly. weird. Right. We never got it. We ne- people did ask that, too. They're like, why, why is it purple? <laughs> and then <laughs> everything else in Alec was red and you know things like that. So. We're, we're, we're seeing so and then the the creeping the creeping corruption happened and everything started turning purple and they lost access to the wakanda dome that like made it all <laughs> invisible you figured exactly. it out yeah i did all right i spoiled dawn trail for everyone i'll thank see you. you i'll see you thank next you. yeah well that's <laughs> that's also part of the fun of it too right because nobody right. in the game is a reliable narrator nobody has oh, they all aren't the they've never people. been yeah, yeah, and even in, like, the Eorzee encyclopedias, if you read the, like, first page of each of them, they're like, oh, this is what we know in the universe, and you open to, like, the first page of physics in the first book, and all of that <laughs> is now completely different because we, we understand more of the world. So yep. City of Gold could be a metaphor, or it could have once have been true, and their information is just outdated, or right, it could exactly. be something else entirely. You can't really trust what everyone's saying, because a Every, lot of... Yep stuff is like even if it was true then it suddenly becomes mythos it becomes more of a religious thing it doesn't become a history or vice Mm. versa a lot of the legend gets passed through word of mouth word of mouth word of mouth and then you're left with something that vaguely looks like (laughs) what they're describing but isn't exactly that 100 percent. right exactly Every time we see Yashola in one of these things, she's looking at one of the, like the Mesoamerican looking stalas, yep. like she's like going, oh, Ronka. Like for all we know, <laughs> this is going to be how they solve the shard travel thing. She's going to walk straight into a normal ass El Dorado, exactly like you picture in your mind. We're gonna be like, oh, there is a city of gold. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I and I, I, that would be awesome too. Like I think they would do a really good job if they did a city, actual city of gold. But mm-hmm. for I'm, it's like they they have these like points that make me think it's definitely like. A metaphor of some sort mm-hmm. but we'll see we'll see what they what they got planned i think i i think i accidentally set up nemea to like smite me and have it be a <laughs> metaphorical city of gold because like i made a joke when we first saw like the neo tokyo aesthetic 
I just tweeted like, wow, I'm surprised this place didn't make the list of Emmett Selk's worthwhile vacation destinations. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but, like, for all I know, this is the city of gold the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That'd be really, really funny, I think. <laughs> Mm -hmm. laughing at us from beyond the grave right he would so, so you walk in you see it. like the little azem symbol carved into the wall that <laughs> yeah someone somebody made a comic about that too where they like they had their character walk into the arcadian and it's just staring at this place confused like what and then uh emmett's in the live stream be like oh i forgot to turn off the bitcoin farmer because he's talking about <laughs> yeah. the the thing and I was like, that's funny. Like <laughs> that that's that's good stuff right there. Yeah, when yeah. you were he did the whole time. When you were talking about Ultima being representative of the arts, right? I had the image mm -hmm. pop into my head of like someone in Asian robes leading a rave. Like there's just dubs. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's important to culture. Dance is like important. A terrible dancing meme. Yeah. They got the glyph <laughs> glowing with the glow sticks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You understand me. Yep, yeah. Yes. <laughs> So, <clears throat> talking about the Arcadian, just for people who don't understand what that means, do you guys know what that means? The word itself? I guessed. It, yeah, a lot of people are associated with Arcadia, which is one of the, yep. I think it's a, a Greek reference to a state of paradise, uh, from, yep. you know, like the, the name ends that. And then in, a lot of people are calling Greek. Arcade, but. <laughs> yeah. Could be both. In, They're good at puns. Right. In, in Greek, there's Arcadia, which is supposed to have. Um, Kind of connections of an idyllic paradise and also a refuge so like that was the first place my mind went was somehow arcadia of some kind but like usually when you think of arcadia in terms of a refuge it's like a, it's unspoiled nature it's something that hasn't been touched by technology yet and when you look at this mm -hmm. you're like that is that not that like that's closer to an arcade than an arcadia right. so it's like <laughs> i guessed i have no idea right mm-hmm no, they yeah. do love their, like, double puns where they're using, like, the English interpretation of a word and combining it with the, the actual Greek meaning behind it. Because uh, I know that they, they... It wouldn't be the first time that they've done that because they did Arcadia in Final Fantasy XII as well, which was supposed to be a refuge, but it ended up being, you know, yeah. an empire. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff yeah. like that yeah. happens. So they, they love doing that play on words thing. Good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that this is just going to be a big hologram area where we just go in and have simulated battles? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I... <laughs> they said stage. They said this was going to be the stage for, but I mean, that's, you know, this is going to right. be the place, right? The stage is whatever but not actually on a stage where you're fighting other people. Why not? I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> The logo in the corner with like the horn skulls, it definitely looks like a competition team logo it's looking sma thing. Smash but, tournament. I mean, it's our, it's yeah. a smash tournament. But it's a battle flower. You have to get to the very top. <laughs> the final stage. We're going to yeah. find out that the, the Asian glyph is actually just one of those horn skulls with like some writing under it. We're going to be like, ah. Yeah. 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 It's just brand identity. That's what it is. They're, yeah, they could have just seen the logos for their gone. teams. That's cool. That's we're just gonna make that a logo and put it on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like in that situation, maybe we'll get remove a re envisioned version. <laughs> Finally, well, no, it's time to do it. Yeah, again, because <laughs> this is purple lightning, right? Makes I mean, sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring Shiva back a billion times. Let's bring remove back a billion times. You know. We're, <laughs> 
we're good. All right. So oh, maybe this someone, will. Someone see. chat says Ultima is an esports organizer now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a failing industry, man. That's a bad yeah, place to be. Definition of art changes over time. Yeah. Oh, uh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it will. <laughs> I'm a copy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun to do this. Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of stuff that they could add to it um, that oh, would make sure. it where we're just going to see whatever the fuck they come up with. Like, it's not going to be like super story driven. It's going to be, you know, battling it out with other people uh, on our way to the top and win a title or something like that. I, I don't know. That could be the raid. Uh, we'll get a twist at the end that breaks our hearts anyway, because that's usually what happens. Oh yeah, no, some yeah. sads were like, "Oh, remember that moment?" And then you're just like, "Oh." And then the little nutkin thing will be a part of the story somehow, and then the <laughs> ultimate will come out in the future, and then the nutkin will be part of the mechanics off into the side that no one will know unless they paid attention to what the nutkin did in the trailer, and then we'll, they'll be able to decipher the mechanics that are <laughs> happening within the ultimate. So see, those are the kind of mechanics I like. So I'll, I'll be ready when that happens. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, I I still don't. Uh, they they're adding a lot of comical stuff. Do they? I'm trying to think. Do they normally add a lot of comical stuff to trailers when they do expansions? It's usually fairly serious and straightforward. Yeah, right? this this is definitely a lot more positive, like optimistic toned. I would say, uh, and I mm -hmm. think that was intentional because they want to kind of bounce off of like bounce back to more what was it the theme of discovery that they said right that just yeah. the joy of exploration and yeah guess what the, you you stopped the world from ending so now you get to take a break at least that's that's on the cover in, of it all <laughs> right in my experience tone seems to be king in the trailers um because mm -hmm. I, I took the Shadowbringers trailer a little too literally um it really looked like we were going to be embracing the actual power of darkness because the uh, light just couldn't I touch it. And was, I was like, I so had cool. so many theories about how that could happen. <laughs> how could you wield the actual darkness, darkness yeah. and still be the warrior of light? And none of it mattered. It was all Heidelin's <laughs> gift in the end. And I was like, ah, oh, you got me. But like, the comedy seems to be like summer vacation. Like that's what mm. I that's that's what I think it is. Is that he's sticking to that summer vacation vibe, and it's supposed to feel lighthearted after just two straight expansions of doom and gloom. Right. Yeah, and they also kind of need to do like a power scaling reset because you just mm -hmm. saved the universe from obliteration. You can't just be like, okay, what's the next highest stake? Yeah, they... <laughs> you gotta kind of build it up into that, and that's why I think they're also kind of like explaining a lot about like, oh, there's gonna be interpersonal drama because mm -hmm. that's a way to like still keep the stakes emotionally while resetting that power balance so they can build up to whatever it is they have planned 10 years from now in the conclusion of the next arc. So there, yep. there's got to be like a tonal reset as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Yoshida actually Endwalker brought that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yoshida brought that up. He was like, you know, everyone's been talking about that. We went to space, we fought aliens, things like that. It's like, what's next? He made the joke. He's like, we could fight nothingness because that tends to be a big Final Fantasy plot, you know, in various Final Fantasies, you're literally just fighting the void itself. But he, hey, like, yeah, he, <laughs> every time Yoshida jokes like that, like I'm going back to like our very early interviews at like E3 and stuff. You'd be like, oh, maybe we'll go to the moon. Yeah, I don't know. Like he yeah, threatens right. <laughs> to do it eventually. So like 
And just mark my words, Endwalker 2 is going to be like, we finally build all the way back up to that maximum crazy cosmic power scale again. It's going to be like yeah. Ultima, the High Seraph Prime and the nothingness. Yeah, and... <laughs> my, I'm, there. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm going to need like a week of PTO, two days to finish the game, and the rest <laughs> is to stare at the wall and process. Oh. <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. What else what else we got here guys? What else do we want to hyperanalyze and give incorrect solutions to? <laughs> <laughs> I've got one last Final Fantasy 9 tie-in that I think okay. is relatively important. What so the actual name of Solution 9 is the name of like an ability that Zidane uses. I don't think mm -hmm. the specifics of it are super relevant. Um, but how it actually works is it involves uh, Terran script, which is the universe that isn't ours. In that, uh, so it, it wouldn't be like of Gaia, it's of a different place. It's of the thing that they are eventually fighting, which is something I've just kind of been keeping in the back of my head that Solution 9, in the context of Final Fantasy 9, isn't exactly of this Earth, uh, which also... it. It's Lavos. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's part of why I think that it's it's something interplanar, not necessarily to mm. a dangerous scale, but at least in nature or having that kind of connotation. That's right. the thing that's like percolating in my mind about it at the very least. I I again like I'm so focused on just archiving and interpretation and not speculating at this point that yeah like i that's where i'm at right now is like there's something nine-ish it just like the fact that they put the nine in roman numerals mm -hmm. on the signs in the place it feels like it's like they named it after the nine attack they it, it's got the roman numerals as if it's referencing the game i feel like it's going to be right. so much more thematically nine heavy than even we expect but it's also going to be something that's new and fits in here so i hesitate to let my mind like run too right. far away with me and i mm -hmm. i'm with you that like i feel like it's going to tie into that rent in the sea because it's just so exactly. obvious it's like it's glowing in the artwork they've got like a continental divide but also there's a shared history between them that we don't fully understand yet and i yep. don't know how it's going to come all together but i i do feel like the nine stuff's going to be like and it wouldn't be the first time that they've used symbology from Final Fantasy IX in that way. Hades' boss right. fight is a great example because there's the like masks of the ancients and the wings and the phase transitions. That symbology is pretty heavy in IX where they're talking about lost civilizations. Um, oh, what's the thing in Endwalker that I'm forgetting about that they also borrowed from? Mm. It was on the tip of my tongue and it's gone now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. But they've, they've borrowed like... The, oh, it's pandemonium. I'm oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, pa yeah. I, pandemonium is a thing that happens in Nine, and the Raid series, while entirely original, it also talks a little bit about like soul corruption ended up being a big theme there. So, pandemonium yeah. in Endwalker, the Raid series, it's more Paradise Lost esque, and they reference that actual like epic more than they do Final Fantasy Nine, but they borrow from the symbology of it to kind of get the vibe, the tone of the story across. So I feel like direct parallels, probably not, but as far as tone and the general like undercurrent of the story, we'll, we'll be seeing some of that uh, at the very least. That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, looking at uh, the, the other thing, you can tell there's 
the divides there, and then there's a clear color difference between these mm. the north and the south. Like the life is maybe being sucked out of the north or whatever. Like stuff's happening there that's kind of making it more dead. Deserted conditions. Yeah. But I was it, I was ahead. so ready to accept that it was like a natural phenomenon that had made fantasy Arizona. But like the <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the dumbest thing I've ever said. Uh, okay, just bear bear with me. Okay. Um, okay. If you look at the map, like before they've been very careful to kind of leave all the deserts in the 30 degree latitude belt and now yeah. we've got like this desert in a place where you wouldn't expect like the whole continent's kind of off shifted and part of me is like it's meaningless it's fantasy who cares roll with it stop it mm -hmm. but if it wasn't an if it wasn't a natural phenomenon there you go we've we still got good geography yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, they, they have kept their deserts in a general like it, it makes it look like a globe and it's not just a random dead dry place that just decided to make up yeah. but you know they yeah, are hiding a, like a good bit of the north part aren't they the south and the south yeah, yeah but, the south, south, yeah. there's like a whole peninsula that we're not seeing down there yeah yet another expansion where we avoid <laughs> seeing where the moose live <laughs> oh no <laughs> maybe that's the third area it's not in between the two locations it's like all right and now we're going to go north of solution <laughs> yep oh man <sighs> i'm glad you put together these slides these are these are awesome uh because yeah. this is more than i remember being even shown but then again i you know i was so awestruck i mean it's probably just blew past me when it was happening uh you gotta so browse their press site more well, yeah, I, I did. I, I went to the press site immediately, but it took them a day or two to put it on there, and I forgot it does about take them a little yeah. bit to upload. Yeah, because uh, they have. I think they have everything from Tokyo up now. Good, uploaded good. onto the press site. So there's some stuff I need to pull from there. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, very nice for graphics, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Hey Moose, I love you. Made some connections that I didn't in the order that you put the slides in of like seeing where the different locations are roughly relative, so you could kind of get a better picture of the actual aesthetic of the city as a whole. Uh, that was really fun to see because I super <laughs> hadn't thought about it in that context at all. Yeah. I was like, Here's hoping I didn't just make it all up. It's fine. <laughs> Either way, we got <laughs> visuals, but I liked getting a little bit. It, it gave more scale to what we were seeing because we're obviously not seeing the people on the streets, which right. not, not yet. we're in game, yeah. right? So yeah, looking at some of these slides of the city, this could fit the population of the world in these buildings. Oh yeah, there is so many buildings and so many just windows here that like. You know, you could technically probably condense the entire population down into this one. What if that's what they're trying to do? <laughs> there you it's go. It's not something that landed. It's something that's going to take off. Guys, oh. we're not doing the moon again. The moon it's too. Moon too. Moon too. Moon too. <laughs> the moon too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm We're right back it. to ancient aliens. Is such a yep. thing even possible? Bet you <laughs> might be. I forgot the two already. And, oh, and you know what? <laughs> They're like, hey, look, guys, we gotta travel, but we the bodies overall might be a lot of space. Let's put them in these little capsules, these soul containers, <laughs> and then drag them over to this new place and then release them into their new bodies. I right, welcome back to Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> <laughs> 
you is that maybe that's how it works you drain just enough of your soul to survive right so you're just thin enough that you wouldn't disperse and then later right. you gotta drink it all back down yeah <laughs> yeah 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 okay I'm, I'm down for it i'm down for it um what's really you know again looking at some of the stuff in the city and the the crazy blade runner stuff with the billboards and everything they obviously have a few people that they uh are are popular figures they have some mm -hmm. influencers probably within this city <laughs> the, and people that oh, are followed no. and models <laughs> and stuff like that you know it's probably going to be what if we have to help someone get better <laughs> like, like get more subscribers get more subscribers help get help maybe they're these are the people who are paid okay now i got it now i got it guys we get pictomancer <laughs> going right and there's so many artists out there that are doing stuff and these influencers are like hey i need you to make this for me i'll pay you an exposure and then that's when the so war the arcadian, starts <laughs> the arcadian <laughs> is just the world race and we've got to help frosty get his play button yeah i'm like oh, picturing a, a massive like billboard that has a moogle on there with like illegible text that everyone's uh. just gonna call that's frosty bog boy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'll put it next to arcadian that would be perfect <laughs> i swear i'm gonna be honest with you just real quick again the slide on 23 with a little chuckabo on there i and there's little arrows going in there that better be a new chuckabo racing thing i oh, it, it has to be a new lane it's been a decade <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had any new tracks or anything let's do it let's just freaking get it over with guys that's so funny oh uh, I would love, love to race a chocobo around those streets they got. In, yeah, in yeah. It, would, it would be, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those claws aren't meant to, like, handle the roads the same way as they do in the dirt and stuff. But maybe you get some, like, rubber feedy things on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets good grips, and then you could race. That's amazing. I'm sorry, guys. Ultimate could design good. that, no problem. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Advocate of the arts, that's aesthetic, right? Like, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Moose, is there anything I'm gonna I'm gonna go around a little bit for you guys? It, Moose, is there anything that you want to talk about in Solution Nine that we haven't mentioned yet uh, that's been in your head? Nope. Everything I wanted to point out was in the slides. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Pro. Uh, we did mention it earlier, and I didn't think we I didn't I don't think we have to go back, but just for if anyone wants to see uh, for visuals, right. This is what they're talking about with the proto alphabet, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. The crazy part is, like, we had zero indication this was going to be relevant at all. It was just like fun facts. Like, at least that's the way I read it. Was, oh, that's cool. The, uh -huh. So it, if you if you look here, just to kind of reference it, right? I think mm -hmm. that's Verantic, that's Aorzian. This is what people are using to translate solution nine signs, and it's like, you know, yeah, you're sitting there like, oh, this was just a really cool linguistic you know thing and then all of a sudden wait this actually is used for current stuff and then so that mm -hmm. if you're wondering where everyone's getting the names from it's from this page there and there <laughs> appears to be one small bug in that oh and, and oh. that's where the bug is at yeah in my defense that's a visual <laughs> asset i did not have access to visual assets um <laughs> if you look at the the lowercase frantic yeah. Uh, 
it looks like it's possible that only the top row and the left column are actually replaced from Eorzean into Vontae. Oh, you, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's the same letters on X. Yeah, it looks it looks possible that that maybe a old incomplete version somehow oh, snuck yeah. in there. I don't I don't know, mm. but if yeah, beware. You, yeah, if it makes you feel any may... better, this is like my one shortcoming because I can't read the script at all. Like I look at it and I'm like, oh, that says <laughs> something, and then I have to like look it up later because my eyes just glaze over. I can't read it. Me so either. I'm glad the reason other I can't. Yeah. The, the only reason I can read it is because two things happened in 1.0. One, they let you change the in-game font. They let you upload whatever font you oh, wanted and have okay. in that font. And then someone made the Aorzean font. And I was like, yeah, immersion, baby. And I switched <laughs> my system font over to the Aorzean font. And I spent two weeks like... What? <laughs> so now the only reason I can read it is because I refused to change it back out of stubbornness, and now I can actually read it. Is, is oh that God, still your so, game so today? You're, you're telling me your your entire computer system is in a origin font? Like, no, no, it was oh. just the Final Fantasy fourteen client, and it was just oh, wow. for a couple a couple a little while of one point oh when they allowed oh, allowed us to do that. That's intense. That I is... probably would have done the same, but I super did not play it 1.0. <laughs> I never got that opportunity. Yeah, I, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I skipped Sorry. that one too, Sorry, fortunately. So, yeah, uh, we, we may need to make our own our own chart. We'll get the right letters in there. Okay. Fix okay. it up. That's funny. I, I, I'm, su I'm surprised I found the bug so quickly, but hey. So did you with the uh, did we want to dive into the pyramid part a little bit more? Because I know we were talking a little bit about pyramids and triangles and everything. I don't know if we went too deep into it outside of hey, there's an image of a there's a there's a pyramid here and then there's triangles. Is there anything more to it than that? There's an association that yeah. is probably more qualified to explain. It's not a theory, more just a fun thing to point out. Mm -hmm. Which one? The pyramid. <laughs> You want you want like to talk the, about <laughs> mock so much. The, the Mahahi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, um if you know, we're still maybe half serious, half joking. We have no idea what's going to turn out to be true, but let's say let's say purple pyramids matter. Right. Let's say <laughs> um the last time we saw a big purple pyramid was in the Weeping City on the way to Ozma. Uh, awesome. So it would not be out of character for something Mahahi related to have a pyramid and <laughs> for that pyramid to be purple. Um, but yeah, we, we're just we're seeing shapes in the clouds right now. We see a little bit of Alog. We see a little bit of Mahah. We see a little bit of Nine. We see a little bit of Ronko. We see a little bit of everything. And we just wonder, like, which which parts can we move in and out until the most makes the most sense? So, and then right. SE reveals one new thing and it all falls apart. <laughs> little little pieces of civilizations over the calamities all kind of show up here is what you're saying, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe all these calamities are happening and they're like the, the overhead of everything. And they're saying, oh, calamity's coming. Hey, let's get some scholars out there, pull them into the city, just see what they could throw into it. And they just like That's selectively saved some people. To add You're to supposed their to be society. helping us narrow down theories for us. <laughs> <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs>
Okay. Frosty's like everything is true. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Very good. Just want to make sure I, I put that two second thought that popped into my head out there in front of you guys. I mean, it's a good. I like that idea. I would, mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you're creating a sort of like arc system, but this arc is grabbing from ten thousand years of people, it it definitely would show some sort of like a little bit of everybody's design like all the stuff that they grew up with their cultures and stuff brought it into this like collective experience or yeah, like they, what, what's the word they use that word they use that i had to do research on pluralistic they were talking about that with the uh, so i had to look that up and so it's a political theory of multiple societies coexisting with each other and they all like kind of like help each other out and i was like huh that's really cool hmm. so you know hmm. that could be a part of that like learning what plural the concept of pluralism in 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 a society perspective it's like when you have a bunch of different groups working together and you they have their own leaders and everything but they also you know help each other out so it's going to be pretty interesting to see what that works yeah how that plays out because we've also been running off of the assumption that Solution 9 is this, like, secret hidden civilization. It could yeah. just be something, like, just spinning out of my ass here. It could just be something where it's like, oh, yeah, and now we're going here. And everyone just knows about <laughs> it. And it's never come up in conversation whatsoever. But going on, like, the way that we have been talking about where it is some sort of secret civilization, they're not letting right. people look in. Nothing is stopping them from still looking out at the rest of the world and saying, oh, this is a really cool thing that we like. They're making really cool developments here that we didn't think about. It, mm -hmm. it, they, they don't necessarily preclude each other. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the last time I was on Mog Talk, I was like, well, there's clearly like one like ancient purple civilization that we haven't <laughs> seen yet. And there's just like ruins of this ancient purple empire everywhere. And then we get to the new trailer and it's not ancient at all. It's not ruined <laughs> at all. It's like, it's just like Neo Tokyo. So it's like yeah. one new piece of information and it all comes down. Like we're going to, you know, like we start the game and they're going to be like, hey, you see that thing over there? That just showed up like two weeks ago. Weird, right? right. Like. Yeah, and it's to to Crow's point earlier too. It can be ancient and still be modern at the same time if it's yeah, like right. survived all the calamities or come yeah. from somewhere else. They're they're not mutually exclusive, especially in the context of being an advanced civilization in a Final Fantasy game, because they can right. do whatever they want with that. Yeah, uh, I remember when we had a Final Fantasy 15's car in the game, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, that feels so." Dumb. Why would we have a car? No. <laughs> oh, I remember the car days. Yeah, yeah. The car argument. <laughs> Doesn't seem so bad now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this is great stuff. I do want to. I want to open up the floor to the chat a little bit while we talk a little bit more here. But give the floor. You know, I'm gonna say, hey guys, in chat, Twitch chat, right now. If you have questions, ask them. If you have thoughts that you think that would be interesting to talk about ask them and then i'll let i'm gonna let crow and m and well it might not be looking at that's okay crow and m <laughs> and moose to kind of look at it and be like hey i i'm gonna we're gonna talk about this for a second uh so throw that out there and uh yeah. we'll we'll see what we can uh come up with here near we're, i mean we've been almost at this for two hours which is great uh right. this has been a ton of fun to talk about and kind of explore uh, what the, this is just the one new bit that they added to I know, the new yeah. zones and everything else. There's still more information with the trailers and everything else right. that we could go over, but this and we're focusing. Seriously, thank on this. 
thank you guys for your bravery in terms of like <laughs> throwing all sorts of weird crap out there because I am so reserved. People are like, what is it? And I'm like, new. <laughs> yes. I, it's it's already my Twitter reputation when it comes to Final Fantasy, and some of them have actually turned out to be correct. So now I'm just throwing whatever I have to the wind, and just to see what sticks. Because I did that with right. the twelve, and I'll see what happens with this. Because uh, more just, of my yeah. more of my jokes come true than my predictions. It's it's that dodgeball of Apollo. It smacks you on the head every once in a while. Yeah, you joke. yeah. yeah. prophecy. Yep. yep. yep happens to all of us <laughs> it really does oh. all right so let's see. but yeah yeah I, I the one the the one other thing i guess i wanted to th figure out about this too is um what was it i saw it in one of these slides here <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you the elevator thing did kind of get me a little bit really <laughs> because that was what got you <laughs> i remember the inwalker trailer with the elevator i'm like maybe there's a relation there, right? Maybe it is one of those towers that go up all the way, and they're like, hey, you need to go to the top. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, that wasn't what I was thinking about for a second. Oh, wait a minute. Is this a trash... Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> is this a trash can that's here on the bottom left? What it was... Or is what that... slide are you oh, on? Oh, I'm on slide... Sorry, I'm on slide 20. Or is that okay. like a aether... Uh, a little mini aether, oh, yeah. right? That's probably me at the right. Sorry, it looked like a trash can for me for a second. I think there are trash cans in the park. I want the park area. Do, yeah. I don't have it up. I'm not. I'm not remembering it clearly. But there are. Um, there yeah. are all, all sorts of things. Oh my god! And that's one dude. of the things that like really moved me away from the ancients at first. Like like strictly somehow there were ancients was like there's just so much in the city that doesn't look like um, anybody who had creation magics would have. So right. it looks they wouldn't have it looks like at least right <laughs> at the very at the very very least at the very least the closest we can get is people who after the sundering were like oh i kind of remember who i am let's go build a city like mm -hmm. it's the ancient storyline is kind of done and i want it to stay that way because stories that end are always better but right. like and the the context of ultima right it's fun to see like the footprints of what was left behind because that's a lot of what we've been getting in the patch content, which always mm. kind of builds to the next expansion in that way. So mm. it's fun to see, like, us sundered beings take the reins and just make some really, really cool shit with the capabilities that we have now. And sometimes that just ends up being a cyberpunk <laughs> paradise. <laughs> so you think this is unsundered, then, Em? No. Absolutely. I don't think it is. And that's also wishful thinking. I also don't want it to be. I, right. I don't know, but okay. I, I, I wouldn't want it to be because okay. I, I think that that chapter should stay closed at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was, this was, uh, this is what I wanted to ask here. Sorry. The secret one where it has the big secret thing here and there's a little bit of purple there. How the f is it not <laughs> just that purple tower dome thing back there? <laughs> like it right. looks like if you go to the map. You have like this whole area that's like all desert-like area. Then, oh look, there's more desert-like area. Well, what's close to the desert-like area? Well, the big purple ball's right next to the close desert area. It could be. And then look, oh, be there's arrogant. jolting, jolting things coming out of the ground. Let's look at the map. There's jolting things around the big purple area. Like, <laughs> I, well, it's like if I said it was, Scott, yeah. <laughs> if I said it was, if I said it was. 
it would not be. <laughs> so I'm going to say it could be. Okay. And if it yeah. is, great. Yeah. If it's not, yeah. good. I covered my ass. And then there's just more, <laughs> and there's just more purple things out there for us to ponder mysteriously. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's yeah. just a giant source of the corruption. Yeah. 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 A big crystal. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, it looks way too obvious. And for them to hide that, just it seems weird to me. But maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just wrong. And they're really maybe. good at throwing curveballs. <laughs> I don't know. Um, That's funny. Okay. Did you guys catch anything in chat that you want to go over? We had a, there was a couple of people. Let's see. We had someone asking any theories on the, the trailer art or the, was it the expansion art? There's two new characters we don't have names for. There's a, a blue-haired Makote, and a, there's a, a lady on the very top piece. They're like, what's our theories on those characters? That's a good question. Yeah. I, actually put, I actually put a picture, like a giant... All right, so I have a list of things that if they didn't come up otherwise to at least yeah. mention them, because I'm, the, I'm not the best person to mention them. But if they didn't come up, I was going to. I was laughing really hard because one of them is FFXIV Wakanda, and you actually managed to <laughs> <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> the very last thing on my list is just a screenshot of the girl that zoomed all the way in going, is this Tuliolal aesthetic or is this Solution 9 aesthetic? Like, which do I think it is? Does it look more high tech or low tech? And I really have no idea. Like right. the stuff on the shoulders looks like it could be glowing. The stuff on the neck looks like it could be glowing, but it might also just be like pretty and reflective. Um, Solution 9 looks like it has a lot of the environment is black and purple, but it looks like anything that's meant to complement and accentuate it is white. And so she's dressed in white and it makes me think there's a non-zero chance she could be related to whatever's over there. But I, my brain wants to say probably not i don't know right. i don't know man it's the the makote i feel like i've seen before you know that like really intense sense of deja vu but like you know that it hasn't happened but like you you feel it anyway that's kind of the experience i'm getting with the makote so i have been kind of like going around the world and i'm like okay is this a named npc we interacted with for exactly five seconds at one point in time that's just lodged itself into my brain or is this just an entirely new character altogether because right. the gear that they're wearing looks more like it would be something that came from Eorzea versus what we've seen of uh, all of the new places that we're going to visit but I haven't put anything solid together on that front yet I I, I have no idea about the girl though I'm, I'm lost on that one I'll be honest all right I did see someone say a potential was the Arcanist Guildmaster meeting finally. I'm like, huh, that would be funny. <laughs> they just randomly pull him out of nowhere. It's like, I was wandering the world this entire time. Guess where I've been? It's like, it wouldn't be the what? first time. Wait, yeah, okay. But, <laughs> but, it was, oh, are you? No, you're, you're, you're ready to go to the next one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so there's one question, like, do we think Solution 9 and aspects that touches on it are like the level 83 of Dawn Trail? Um, yeah, my suspicion is that <laughs> this is just me. I want everybody to disagree with me, but like um, my suspicion is that the contest for the throne is our level 83 
and that it's going to get yeah. so out of control by then that it's going to be kind of halfway a different story. I think we're going to start in Tulialal and we're going to go south. We're going to go Urkopacha. We're going to go into the the like crater place. I, I don't have all of the names in front of me and I don't want to guess them wrong. Yachtel oh. and Urkopacha and what? I mean, you're kind of wrong, oh. but I mean, it's fine. Like, so what's going to happen? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we're going to go... We're, we're going to go to it, right? And we're going to start it. And we're like, there is no solution here. Oh, we hear whispers of Solution 9 stuff. Do we got to go do Solution 9 stuff? And the, re the connection is going to be the Annihilators, this gold, blue, purple thing. <laughs> and then we have to do a dungeon where we kill the Annihilator, which is kind of similar to the level 83 dungeon with the threat that we had from Endwalker, which was, I think, we that big threat they announced there. Again, dungeon boss early on. Right, done and over. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Annihilator. Then we're, we go Solution 9 for a little bit. Then we're like, hey, let's go back and finish this political stuff. We go back, finish the political stuff. Then we go back to Solution 9 for a little bit. Be like, hey, man, what's really going on over here? Then we're on Mars after that. that, that that's probably where we're going. I, I, that I, would, I think it would actually be pretty cool if we went to like Heritage Found and then left and then came back later. Mm. But yeah, no, my, my initial thought was like, you go down to Yachtel and Urkapacha and all the stuff that's in the south, and then then later you cross the bridge and go up, and it feels like a kind of a two-part story that's not a two-part story. Like, it's halfway between Heaven's Word and Stormblood, but mm. we've still got kind of like a half, half of each zone, but... That's yeah. I, I have no idea what to expect. I I have been wrong on this for two straight expansions, and I'm prepared to keep going. <laughs> I will say, at the very least, Solution Nine is going to be uh, a very persistent thing that we deal with throughout the expansion. At least at the point of having to do the raid series for the entire expansion inside of Solution Nine. So nothing right. bad's going to happen. Too bad. Was it yeah. Solution Nine that they mentioned was going to be a hub city, or was that Heritage Found? I, I believe it was Solution city. Nine. Yeah, because right. yeah. it's got e it's got like the little okay. Ethernet shards in it. Right. So. Yeah. 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 So, because that's that's also like part of why I'm like we're seeing these screenshots and the the streets are empty. But if it's a hub city, then it won't be for long at the very least. It won't be empty. Mm -hmm. No, he yeah. said they removed everything from it so that we wouldn't get right. too many. Right. Yeah. Hands. People mm -hmm. and which means that like we're gonna you know what's we're funny? gonna walk in and see all the ADS nodes like damn it. It's Alan again. <laughs> ADS knows R is just going to be like everyone in big, tall, dark, low, uh, like robes or whatever, walking around. We're like, wow, these guys are tall and they got, this uh, is kind of weird, you know? And that's why they removed them because they're like, yeah, we're doing it again. Um, so a uh, quick shout out to the chat. Uh, there's been a couple people shouting out the term Shades Triangle. And I was like, what the heck is that? And just, I've been looking at the map really closely. It's on the map. Apparently, there's a place that used to be, or it's it's the Final Fantasy equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle. And I was like, I didn't even know I they named it already. That's insane. I saw so. it on the I saw it on the map, and I just glazed right over it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a place. We'll Where is it? We'll hear so, about it. I'm sure it's by the title to Leolal right there. Uh, there's a little uh, bunch of ship wreckages. Yeah, I still can't read this, so I I'm can't read this at all, guys. <laughs> I can't read this at all. Tell me, uh, all right, I'm in the middle of the map. Do I go left or right? Right. Do you Go do you left. see like the do you see like the crater in the middle of Brazil? Brazil? Uh, yes, yeah. that. Brazil. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, yeah. north. Go northeast, just above the yeah. balloons. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. All right. That's the, the. This is called a triangle here. What? I don't Shades understand. Triangle. Huh. 
Yeah. It's like right where the Bermuda Triangle would be, which like I, I think Chat's right. I think that's just a deliberate, yeah, we should put the Bermuda Triangle in Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they put the face on Mars yeah. on the moon. Like, why not? Yeah, no, the, the Cidonian Mars. That if was, they that don't, funny. by the way, on these little plateaus here, if they don't put like a little house with balloons on top of it, I'm going to be real upset, guys. They, yeah. they have to put a reference in there. It'll be uh, one of the fun side quests you can do after you're like recovering was it, from. Was it you, Moose, it. that brought up the fact that that crater area is probably a nod to the was it the Yucatan Peninsula and the the dinosaur crater? Or... I would be surprised if I was the first person who said it out loud, but I it was at least an independent discovery that like yeah in the in the real world there is a there's actually a massive crater there that they think might be the one that wiped out the dinosaurs. Right. Um, and I was thinking, like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if that was that? But Bonariota loves his dinosaurs. So, I mean, if you're, you're going to be to the place where the dinosaur crater's at, might as well use it. We but... walk into the city, and there's, like, dinosaur creatures in the yes. area. Yes. We'll know you're on this oh, oh, I'd be so happy. I'd yeah. be all over that. And then that's where we get Beastmaster, because you have to learn to talk with the dinosaurs. And they oh, okay. Out, all you right. Know? I'm seeing this. <laughs> We did see the Godzilla dinosaur-like monster, right? So uh, that makes sense. We've connected the dots. Yeah. They're infecting the dinosaurs. Square Enix, please. Oh. All right. Well, cool. Cool. What else? Did we see anything else in chat that we want to bring up? Kind of scrolling through. Sephiroth? No, it's not going to be in there. Don't worry. <laughs> that's fine oh is this We've maybe one of the planets the meteor hit maybe like it hit and it went through and then stopped right there uh in that cutscene when uh sephiroth's using his final ultimate whatever and it's like blowing up all the planets the meteor just kind of stops right there at that spot yeah i got it okay uh, uh let's see i'm loving all the dinosaur jokes though please keep them coming. yeah dinosaur jokes are great I yeah. I'm I was very happy to find out Bonriota loves dinosaurs and that's why there's so many in 14 because it's like I mean you have to ask because there is a lot of dinosaurs in 14 yeah just he's a dinosaur enthusiast so he puts all the dinosaur references that he likes in the game and I'm like that's cool I like that I respect it yeah Wait, I when don't did... have go ahead go... no no you do you, you do no it. I was I'm gonna say when subject. did they tell us about ellipsis that was our elpis you know whatever uh yeah when did they tell us about that? That was a fan fest, right? They did. They showed not... us art. That yeah, was they showed us art. Uh, and... They showed us. No, go ahead. Good. They you you could tell that it was ancient. Because maybe yeah. if you saw the little spirals coming off of things, and you were like, "Oh, those were in Amarat," but that was as close <laughs> as you were gonna get. Yep. It's the connection I made when they showed that this was actually when I started like really loving diving into like the theories and stuff was the general art that we got matches the general art that we have for Ozzy's Law at the time. So I was sitting there like, oh, it's an ancient research facility of some kind. And that was exactly where my train of thought stopped. Nice. So I walked into Elpis and I cried a little bit uh, <laughs> for a variety of reasons, but it's that was pretty much all we got. That was uh, like a surprise zone. Yeah, okay. I I was I think my theory was uh on the on the world map there's a weird little sky city that floats above Garlemald, the capital, and I was like we're going there finally like the rant, like it didn't make any sense because like why do they have little sky towers over there? And then we ended up like when they when they start revealing the pot, 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 the possible way to get there and they explain oh yeah you got to go to the pass I was like 
All right, yeah, I was completely wrong. Wow, that was that was like went the complete wrong direction. Mm-hmm. But um, I at least got sky right. That was, that was like well, we had to go to Garlemald to get to the moon. So in this uh, kind uh, of like a city above Garlemald, yeah. Right. Well, the only reason I'm asking that is because I'm trying to correlate like this information coming out oh, at the same time go. that they released that information. But th- this being a hub city means it's uh, you know maybe not that far into the story. Uh, I don't know if we've got any kind of information that gives us that extra little bit what could be that next zone, right? What's going to be one of those secret zones that we don't see, like the fifth or sixth zone or whatever. Um, So maybe they'll release a little bit more of that coming up before uh, the actual release. Anything in this could be one of the zones that we don't know yet. True. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out one more chat question. Okay. Um, it was just what? What do you think the carousel is? And yeah, I, saw I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna lot. I'm gonna use process of elimination here. So first <laughs> off, um, Taral, uh, at least the parts of it that are under the control of Tulialal, are not industrialized very much. Um, mm. They believe more in being in harmony with nature. So a carousel is something you, I I don't think you would find, especially one that's like lit up in RGB, right? Um, if you pull up like the full-sized asset from the press, you zoom in to the back behind the carousel, you can actually see what look like to be a couple of Ferris wheels on the right. All right, all right, Moose, left... you're, Moose, you're talking too much about yeah. an image you don't have in your presentation. You got to throw this in your Google. I will send you the Wait. I will send you the picture and you can bring it up. Winter okay. in chat called it the Arizona zone, which is really funny <laughs> considering we called it Arizona it earlier too. They might have yeah, some ice tea there the too. Arizona. Well, Arizona. It's, it's the, the Arizona makes, zone. The, yeah. the thing that makes me call it the Arizona zone is like another weird nerd fact is the the cactuses that branch off like that and have the arms, those are only in the Arizona, Mexico area. They, they yeah, don't okay. exist anywhere else, which is always a joke yeah. I make about like the cactars and the sabotenders, but did you get the picture? Yeah, now I gotta put it, because if you would've just put it in this <laughs> it's alright, it's alright I, I, I was, you know, I debated putting it in there, but I already had 25 slides and I didn't want to like take up everybody else's time. It's okay, I it's like just gonna take me a second. This is a, this is a shared space. <laughs> you're right you're right you're right all right all right look give me a second i almost have it ready to, to show up on the screen uh there we go all right and then turn that off transition over boop all right there we go carousel okay so uh zoom in on the shadow if you can't i can do it right. i'll if figure it out the, <laughs> if you look at the fog, if you look at the fog behind the carousel on the right, you can see what appears to be a couple of Ferris wheels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And if you look in the fog behind the carousel to the left, you can see what might be one of their highways and one of their light poles. Mm-hmm. So my first guess is solution nine, just because it's so industrialized and appears to have like, I don't, I can't think of anything, like even the stuff that they're mining for ceruleum and building stuff doesn't seem like it's that far ahead. But for all we know, the the zone that we don't know anything about yet is that far ahead. And I'm going to look like she's in crackers later because this doesn't look. <laughs> This doesn't look quite solution nine level. Tech. No, this like, yeah. solution 
Solution 9 looks Neo Tokyo. Yeah. It's like uh, aesthetically outside of what mm -hmm. the rest of the promotional material we've seen. So it could be its own thing, or it could be a part of any of the rest of it as a result of that. It could be uh, no. it could be anything. Like it could be the new treasure dungeon for all we know. Yeah. Okay, People are I'm saying chat near. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of near mentions in chat. So I mean I, it could I, be it could be yeah. some crazy near yo they're like, hey guess what? Yo goes back, yo. And then they <laughs> just start back. throwing all the shit. <laughs> this is where they went at the end of the Because of course <laughs> if you're trying to keep up with the near story, why not just go ahead and throw core canon stuff in a whole nother game that make this very weird relations right. to? Uh and then we throw the carousel in there. Yeah, why not? It's all uni oh, and chat also mentioned it's all unicorns. So right. maybe that's something of interest too. Maybe that's the oh, new yeah. mount it's, that we'll get. From, it's uh, funny because they have that that's the weird little world building fact they have about fourteen that horses don't originate in Eorzea. Horses actually come from the oh. far east. Uh, the Ara were the first to domesticate the horse, and then from there the Hingashi and then Doma. So they all ride horses. So when they come to Eorzea and they don't see horses, they freak out because they're like, "What's a chocobo?" Or you know, they actually mm -hmm. even call it "What's a Toriuma?" Because they're like. They can't. They don't even. The concept of chocobo is beyond them in the Far East, and I always thought that was a funny little detail. So by bringing up that it's you know unicorns, it's pointing out, hey, it's probably not Aorzean because are It's more on that end of things because Aorzeans don't have horses. It's the they only know chocobos, yeah. and the unicorn is a legendary creature, which is you know was a House for Tom's symbol. They found a unicorn that led them to the Nail, which became Ishgard. That's the the whole legend thing. So. We have that. We have unicorns, but we don't have horses. Horses in Aorzea. So okay. It's the <laughs> with my with my luck. It's just a twenty-four person mount. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just visualizing it spinning as you fly race. across the night sky. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that would be so good. That would be so good. <laughs> I did did again like Luigi was talking about. Maybe it's you know an amusement park. It's within the Arcadian. Maybe it's a boss you got to fight. Right, like yep. Ramu was one of the first bosses <laughs> in the tier, yep. and then you got him as a mount later. The carousel's the first boss you get <laughs> as a mount later. It all kind of adds up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The visual just gets funnier and funnier the more you think about it. <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous. Putting twenty four people on. Yeah. That's... <laughs> We're, hey guys, let's get hit on a mount right off to the Alliance raid. Uh, going to Ivalice, everyone, or not Ivalice, Final Fantasy Eleven. sorry, Final Fantasy Eleven. we're riding all of our fucking- Picture imagine rolling up to the Shadow Lord in your spinning carousel. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, that is- circle, like our rainbow circle. That is vaguely what playing Final Fantasy Eleven in the modern day feels like. I'll be honest, it's yeah. a carousel, and at some point you get off, and then the rest you're just continuing to spin the whole way around. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Is there anything else that we wanted to go over, Solution 9 related or anything, before we wrap up the show? We've done pretty good today, I, I think. I feel like we've covered pretty much all we've gotten on... Everything that, but the right answer the we have covered. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's no... We have no answer. These are all... I am gonna... After I'm done with Don Trail and things calm down, I am gonna pull this back up, <laughs> and I am gonna watch this, and then I am going to make clips and, and whole video just based around the rights and wrongs 
of Can everything we get a, that we said. a prize for being the most wrong about everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never coming on again. Yes. Aw, oh, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Well, then that's good. I, I appreciate this. This was a really fun show. I'm glad we did it. Um, oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know we need to do a lot more of these shows coming up. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more lore shows happening in the future. With uh, there's a lot more than just solution I talk about yet again. I mm. would probably need to have an eleven talk at some point because <laughs> I don't know how to have an eleven talk. Uh, <laughs> but maybe that needs to happen in the future, and then uh, some various other things, but. Uh, no, you guys have been a blast to have on the show. Uh, before we do wrap this up, though, I do want to give everybody a moment here uh, to say whatever you want to say, last few words of everything, shout-outs, where people can find you or anything else like that. Uh, so we'll start same rotation here. Moose, tell everybody everything. Jeez, uh, all of my handles are different. Like, if you go to Twitter, <laughs> it's at AnaniMooseXIV. If you go to Twitch, it's Onwill, A-N-W-Y-L-L. I usually only stream new content, usually a little while after it comes out. Um, I've been in the process of getting my computer fixed, the cooling tanked. So I got to fix that. That sucked. But uh, Blue Sky, Musifer, Loring Star. Um, that's everything. <laughs> I think it's everything for now. Uh, oh. In the meantime, just shout shout out to you guys for being such good company and making this so fun. Yeah, yeah, this was sure. great. Uh, and yeah, of course, follow uh, Moose over on A N W Y L L, where he was last playing Paranorma Site: The Seven Mysteries of Hanjo. And I can't wait to finish that game. Yeah, the computer <laughs> broke when I was just starting that game, and I no. cannot wait to finish it. Um... <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. Oh gosh. All right, all right. Bro, you want to go next? Yeah, uh, just generally excited for everything because uh, I like the cyberpunk aesthetic. I, do, don't, I don't actually get any like cyberpunk vibes in the sense of dystopia just yet. There may be that, like I mentioned, the corruption problem, but I, I, it may be more of a Wakanda vibe where they just have been thriving all these years and they were just now meeting them for the first time. So here's mm -hmm. just finding out how much we got and how much we weren't, uh, like all the the red herrings, I want to see how far we got led astray, and, and then when they finally show it to us, it's gonna be really cool. Uh, on my channel, and you know, and all the stuff I do, you can find me as at the Eslim Collate E S S A L I M, and that's usually the same handle for pretty much everything. So you can just type that in, and you should be able to find it where you prefer. I do a lot of stuff, variety streamer, but my main focus is of course lore and narrative of video games. So that's why you know, uh, Destiny Two has a really cool story that I will rant about for a couple hours. You know, and then when we're playing 14, I'll rant about that story. And then I've been ranting about Final Fantasy 16 story. I'm working on that right now. I'm almost, almost done. Almost done. I've actually, because I, I got into this bad habit. This is Koji. I actually, I'm going to blame Koji. I'm going to blame Koji Fox on this one. I've been reading his world building stuff on stream, like all the like nation talk that he brings up. And it's definitely made those, make it, it's been taking me forever to beat the game because of that. Because um, <laughs> you have to talk to everybody to get all those little bits. Mm -hmm. And they're super cool. But it takes so much time. Yeah. But yes, if you ever do find me on the internet, it's probably lore related, narrative related. I do writing stuff as well, you know, commissions and things like that. All sorts of stuff related to narrative design. I really I'm really into that. And then, you know, so 
yeah, just excited to be with all on another adventure with everyone leading. Uh, was it this summer? We're all going to be heading to a new continent. So let's check that out together. Okay. It's going to be awesome. All right, I got thank two, you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, I got two oh. things real quick. No punk, but if you go back and you look at the slide, you see a triple demon head thing on a thing that looks kind of punky to me. I mean, there's there, a little bit there. of punk in there. I a mean, it's not everywhere, but it's there. there. There are people who think cyberpunk means it looks like Neo Tokyo, and they won't get mad at you if you say cyberpunk. But there are people who think cyberpunk is explicitly like the genre of you know dystopian and the exploration of that's, what like, yeah that's what I, I'm like I don't want to say dystopia, but <laughs> okay. The people okay. who are like into that definition may get upset if you so I've swapped over entirely to Neo Tokyo. Okay, Neo Tokyo, okay. yeah. yeah. There. The setting in many cyberpunk things, but without the <laughs> cyberpunk. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is, could you quickly explain your hat to everybody that you've been yes. wearing? Because you said it was something that so, is part of you. So. Yeah, this is a branding identity. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. basically, if you have known me in the past, uh, I was at FanFest 2018, and Koji Fox and uh, Matt, they were doing a... a, a Panel. It was a between two ferns panel, mm -hmm. and so what had happened was he was explaining to the audience that he needed a little help because he created this legendary fish. Because legendary fish is this whole content chain. I mean, there are actual people that are dedicated entirely to it. It's really interesting. You should check it out. Fishing is fun, by the way. <laughs> but um, they have uh, legendary fish. You can get these like really really rare fish uh, after a certain time and putting some work into it. And he had already made the mistake of creating the Leopleridon as the apex predator of the Ruby Sea. And so he's like, all right, so I need you all to give me suggestions on how to make this apex predator worse than an apex predator. Like something that surpasses evolution itself. And then, you know, he's just he's explaining, he's like, I wrote myself into a corner, so I need suggestions. And I just, you know, I raised my hand up and he picks me first. And he's like, all right, you go first. And I... I freeze. I mean, of course, because I didn't expect to be picked first. And the first thing I say is spikes, right? And I just kept saying that word over and over again. And so if you read the fish lore of that specific fish, it says it has spikes on spikes. Like, it's, that's a part of the thing. So the clip, the clip of that on Twitch, by the way, someone actually clipped it on Twitch for me. I'm wearing this hat there in the audience going like, I want spikes on spikes. With the, <laughs> it's just this, yeah, it's just this really iconic moment where I'm just like, adding lore to the game is the first time I get to add lore to the game and it's completely absurd. So it's just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> but, That's fair. All right. Okay. Yeah, now, it like, yeah. <laughs> now it makes sense. Okay. Now it's all like, I got it. I got it. I got yep. it. All right. Okay. <laughs> now, name of legend. <laughs> all right. Um, you want to round us off here? Yeah, sure. Um, I had a lot of fun talking with you guys today. I don't really no. get a chance to talk about lore in depth a lot. Usually it's me ranting and my static mates and my FC mates going, okay, um, all right. Um. <laughs> and I, I don't, it's, it's, it's fun to get to engage like this because y'all presented a lot of theories and things that I didn't notice. Um, no. So I'm definitely going to be like keeping that in mind uh, while we're, we're going into the next expansion. Uh, but beyond lore stuff, uh, y'all should check out all the Mog Talk rating, because uh, we're doing a lot of fun stuff with that. Uh, I am M. Anarum on all social media platforms. 
I don't really stream that much, uh, so I don't know if plugging my Twitch is super helpful, but I do tweet a lot about lore <laughs> stuff. And I am a cosplayer with a lot of Final Fantasy cosplays. I've cosplayed every Asian, uh, and my goal currently is to work through every ultimate fight in the game. I'm getting started on that here in a bit, as well as a whole bunch of other Final Fantasy games, including nine here at the end of the year. I'll be starting right. mine from that one. <sighs> I'm gonna have to play nine before the game comes out, aren't I? You really are. Uh, <laughs> or you could join me in eleven if you want. I <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> that was rough. Uh, but maybe, maybe we'll see. I have a lot of goals in Final Fantasy XIV still that I have to accomplish. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been a blast. I'm glad. I'm glad I brought you on. Uh, I know this isn't normally what you do, Em. Uh, but I loved bringing you on. I, it's easy to pick you up like, oh yeah, M's gonna do well on a lore show. I don't gotta worry about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I appreciate the invite. I was nervous I wasn't gonna be able to keep up, but I oh, feel like great. I have. So. You've done great. You did a great job, yeah. <laughs> I've had more so much fun. <laughs> yeah, all... Moose, Moose, is the, Moose is the big one for this one, but the, the campfire, campfire philosophy, you know, yes. everyone, everyone is able to contribute something to the lore conversation. Mm -hmm. I've always been a huge appreciator of just being open to everybody's, you know, ideas and things like that. So you did a great job. Trust me. You did, Appreciate you did. It. My big, yeah. my big thing is like, it doesn't matter really how much, you know, or mm -hmm. whether the speculation is accurate. It's all about, is the conversation fun? Yep. And that's really what it comes down to, because even, even if you feel like you don't know if you're keeping up, you're bringing a perspective that is all your own. No one else has that perspective. No one else has that excitement. No one else has mm -hmm. that particular brand of putting the puzzle together. Yeah. And as long as the company is good, it doesn't, nothing else matters. It's like Crow said, that's, everyone that's like, the specializes thing. in different that's things. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the collaborative effort, and that's when you get really cool stuff. So I had fun yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Mock talks to campfire. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's why I made this show, because it's fun to bring people on and discuss things. Uh, as long as people want to talk and they enjoy themselves, then something's going right. That's all that really matters. Uh, and I appreciate, you know, everybody coming to watch and everything, and uh, we're trying to get these lore shows in here. Even though I'm not the best at lore, it is fun to be in this environment. I love this kind of environment. Um, and it keeps me a little bit more educated than uh, I have the right to, you know, I, I, than I deserve to be, I guess. The, the right to be, right? So, um, all right. Well, with that all being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Uh, I am going to host somebody here in just a second. We'll just do a raid over to somebody. Uh, there won't be a credits rollout. We'll just go back to the starting screen for just a moment. Uh, at least YouTube will have a credits rollout, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> technicalities. Then um, the other thing is that I will be streaming again possibly Sunday night. I don't know yet because it's kind of a goofy day. In. Well, I guess we're going to find out what's going on. Um, but at the very worst case scenario, we will be back on Tuesday on this channel at 9 or 8 a.m. Pacific to start the new patch, right? So we have new story quests. Maybe we got to do another new story show next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. We have a lot of really cool shows coming up, hopefully, in the future. I know we were kind of slow in the holidays, but there's a lot of stuff coming down the line that we expect, so... Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Have a wonderful time. Thank you all for being here. And all of you guys have to wave and say bye now. Say bye. See ya. Bye, bye now. <laughs> well.